Powered from the Podomo Sioux Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios in Euless, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 130. Tonight, we're back with our annual 2022 Election Night Cigar Show, or our Election Night Cigar Show for 2022. <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, uh, Primetime Special Edition is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuador in Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrum, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaragua Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrelage, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganor Salif. As always, um, you can click on the uh, Cigar Coop sidebar and enter the Aganor experience, and that will take you to the Aganor Salif YouTube channel, uh, where you'll see a, a variety of videos to learn a lot about the Aganor Salif line. Uh, we're featuring the process of validation, and in, in this month's Aganorsa experience, if you click on that, you'll see Vice President of Aganorsa Leaf, Terrence Riley, take you through how the company uses the validation process in its day-to-day -day operations. So you want to check that out. Again, go to the cigar-coop sidebar and click on the Aganorsa experience, and you can always visit Aganorsa Leaf at their website, www.aganorsaleaf.com. And by Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Corolla leaf, it's one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars, the Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because this is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corolla seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corolla back to the market. With over 50 years in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic. Each of those will represent the Golden Age of Cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're now available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every jar. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of scars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime show. Well, welcome again, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition 130. Today is Tuesday, November 8th. It's Election Day here in the U.S. Will Cooper, I am in the Perdomo Squad Studios here on the Black Stage. And I'm joined uh, 
halfway across the country by my good friend and colleague in the Alex Bradley Lone Star Studios, Mr. Bear DePlissy. Bear, I'm going to ask you how it's going. I know it's not been a good <laughs> evening for you. <laughs> oh, it's going fine, Coop. Just a little bit of technical difficulties and everything. I'm so glad to be on the show with you tonight. It's one of the shows that I look forward to so much. Um, and I, I, I mean, I love, um, you know, as we, as we talk about, you know, every show now with the uh, United presidential segment and everything, I, I love presidential history. I love political history. I love history in general. Um, and I've said it before on this show and it, it's a, and I'm, I'm, I'm stealing it from a couple of, a couple of things, including a, a famous TV show called the newsroom. But, um, I love, I love in this country, how every two years, uh, we all get together to do one thing and that's to overthrow the government. Uh, but we do it with the booth and it's, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I absolutely love, uh, the privilege of voting in this country. It's something I take very seriously. Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I've, I've, I've never missed an election since I turned 18. Um, I've voted in every election, uh, midterm, local, uh, or national or otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and it's interesting because, you know, I've been, you know, with all the, the stuff going on in social media, I've always tried to separate the politics as much as possible out of what we do or what I do, especially, um, unless it is cigar politics. Then I'll talk about the issues with the cigars. But um, this kind of this kind of happened organically, this idea. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with your background. I know the concept we came up with was one of um, like going back, I think, this special edition, like 27, when we had Todd and AP on. And I think we talked about this idea of doing a, a show on election night during the presidency. But what happened is I think we we decided, hey, let's trial run this. And I think we trial run it four years ago during the midterm elections mm -hmm. to sure see did. to see if it would just be a total shit show. Right. Because I was worried, that, hey, this thing could be a total shit show. And well, it wasn't. And it had. Well, I don't. Yeah, it hasn't been. Well, in fairness, people, like I don't think any I don't think Todd, you or me. Or most of the country, for that matter, could have could have really foreseen just how how hotly contested the 2020 presidential election was going to right. be. Like, right. like 16 was 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 pretty, you know, it was pretty volatile. I, I guess that's an appropriate word. Right. Um, and it, you know, it certainly was emotionally charged. Um, and I thought, you know, I think you and I and most people were probably like, oh, it's going to be pretty much the same. Uh, I mean, it, it got kicked up a notch even from there. And so, you know, it, it's, I think what we've taken, the approach that we've taken on this show in particular is, it, it, again, is, is why I love, uh, one of the reasons why I love this country is, is, is we can talk about politics without getting political. Um, and, and, and I know you find this stuff fascinating and I find this stuff fascinating. And I think at the heart, most people do find, do find it fascinating, whether, you know, and, and I don't think political allegiance or, you know, how you sway politically has anything to do with it. I think it's, I think it's incredibly fascinating. I mean, one of the things I, I spoiler alert, we're going to go ahead and call one of the elections. I mean, uh, the polls closed uh, two hours and 20 minutes ago uh, after 90 minutes after the polls closing in the state of Florida, uh, incumbent uh, Ron DeSantis uh, <laughs> was reelected. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty by, a landslide, uh, by a landslide. By Lancelot, I mean, which I didn't see that one coming, but I'm not uh, in Florida, either, so 
we're going to talk, we're going to talk about my home state here in a second in Texas. And uh, you're probably going to see a little bit of the same thing, uh, but probably not so quickly. I don't know if they're going to call it in 90 minutes. Uh, they may or may not, but, uh, but we'll, we'll get onto that. But I, I think it's, I mean, stories like that are fascinating. Like, I mean, how, like, I, I, we all know that Governor DeSantis is really popular. We know that there's probably a presidential bid in his future, you know, more than likely. Um, you know, I mean, for someone to win with that powerful statement, I mean, I think, you know, it, again, politically speaking, if you're thinking about DeSantis's future, I mean, that cements him. I think this victory actually cements him as, you know, a, as the leader kind of in the clubhouse for who people want to see the GOP presidential nomination uh, here in two years. Uh, I, I mean, this is a statement win for him. And, uh, and uh, you know, the people of Florida have obviously backed him. So I think it's incredibly fascinating. I think, and I think most people would agree, no matter, you know, I mean, you have to be interested if you, you know, because if you lean one side, if you're, if you lean to the left and you're like, if, you know, if you're a Joe Biden supporter, you, you want to know who he's going to be running against or your party. If he even runs again, that hasn't even been necessarily determined. Right. And if you're, if you swing to the right, if you're a Republican, you want to know who's going to take back the white house, you know, so, or, or, or make a bid for it. So it's stuff like that, that I find really fascinating. And I think that everybody in his heart does too. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, I was very worried about doing this show. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and you know the so the one rule we ask tonight, um, we ask you just keep your politics checked at the door. We're we're here. To, we're open to everybody. Um, and if you're going to express opinion and it turns into a flame war, uh, you will be bounced and banned. So I mean, it's just it is not going to be a warning. I'm not going to say anything to you on the air. You'll just suddenly disappear. So if you feel you have to say something, I just ask you, you could do it on your own Facebook page. And, and that's certainly your right to do that. Just do it respectfully. I mean, we had a just do it respectfully. Yeah. Time, I mean, like but, I said, but it wasn't anything that was like out, you know, out of hand or anything like that. So, yeah. um, I, again, it's something that we just, we really enjoy this and, uh, and uh, it's going to be my goal. We're going to get Todd Nafee on for, for 24. That's what we're... That's yeah, he was goal. sick. We couldn't get him on two years ago. He was actually too ill to do the show that night. I'm um, glad he's okay, obviously, but yeah. Um, but he was under the weather that night pretty hard. So he's got the... Uh, yeah, he's got that uh, spot before. But he still voted. He still voted. Yep. I guess I guess he... I mean, you you probably knew that. I didn't know if he voted or not, but I'm assuming he did yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but we have, a, you know, a bunch of stuff we're going to do tonight. Um, on the show, we're going to get into some races. Um, I'm going to talk a little about I have some cigar politics and uh, I may offend some people tonight. What I'm going to say, so because uh, there's been things that haven't been talked about uh, today. So no, no political offense in this, but we are going to get we are, we are going to this is we're going to ruffle I, some feathers on. This I am going to ruffle okay. some feathers and yeah, your feathers are going to be ruffled. <laughs> but um. But yeah, so that's that's what's gonna happen there, um, and then we're gonna have a contest. But I'm gonna wait on uh, to enter now. We're gonna do our, our uh, we're gonna do the Tobacco Era um, USA contest. We'll do that after we do smoke selection, because um, I want to do our smoke selections first. Get those going. And uh, by the way, the the, the the Tobacco Era contest. The way they're gonna work is I uh, I'm gonna give the I've always made it exclusively to the audience, but. Um, I do want to have a large response from the audience. So uh, if I don't see a uh, hundred comments tonight, they it's I'm going to use the approach. It will go to the, um, the wider coop audience the next day. 
So just because I want to give a lot of people a chance. But tonight, you know, a lot of people may be watching election results or things like that. So that's why I'm mentioning that. But there will be, I will put the contest up for everyone first here. And if we get 100 comments, then it will stay here, you know, exclusively. All right. So, Bear, um, let's kind of get into what we're going to smoke tonight. So I have a, I want to I want you to pick mine and I'm assuming I'm going to pick yours. Oh, I get a vote. Yeah, I decided to do it. To do 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 a set tonight. Perfect. Well, why don't you go first then? Okay. So the first cigar. I mean, me tell you. Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. pick yours. So the first cigar is the United Cigar Maduro Robusto, and it features that nice the new band that they put with the nice little metallic look of that thing. Um, the, yep, the second cigar is the Tatawai Reserve J21. Great cigar. Yep. And um, the third is the, um, I should remember the size of this, but it is an Alec Bradley Mundial. I want to say this is the number five. It's the number five. It's the number five, yeah. So, uh, Rare cigar to get, so you could you get to decide this. There's a I made it as tough as possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're all sponsors, by the way. So you're gonna ruffle fences now. No one will be heard on this, I'm sure. So no, man. Let's let's go. Let's dude. Let's go with the theme of the night, man. Uh, let's let's do the United Cigar. Okay, great. We'll let that one. I'll toast that one up. Um, and uh, my ashtray. Oh, here's my ashtray. Okay. I, I, for a minute, I didn't see an ashtray here. I was getting nervous. Okay, so what? Do, so I'm going to light up the United uh, Maduro Robusto. I haven't smoked this in a long time, so I'm looking forward to it. Actually, yeah. Uh, did uh, did uh, you get that from Oliver? Or did you get that when you were up in New England? Um, this is this is probably the ones that Oliver sent me about 18 months ago. So it's got some age on it. The cigar smokes good with age. Uh, it, it does. That's why I had them aside for a while. Uh, very good price point, and like I said, they what they did is they made the bands just pop a little more. They put this like metallic tint on them right now. It's a little hard to see on the screen, but it really, I think, it it, it elevated the cigar, just made it look nicer. Yeah, they did. I mean, they've they've done some rebanding and some things on on like La Giana, for example. They did that yep. too. Um, you know, they've they've really revamped a couple of things yep. over there. And, yep. And, Oliver, I know, has put a lot of work into what, it uh, as well as his team, but just good stuff. What a I job he's! What a job he has done in the last couple mm -hmm. of years, especially. I mean, we've said it. I've said it on this show and other shows. Um, we just booked him back on primetime for December, and uh, you know, we have you know, we, I'm gonna be honest. He's a guy I'm considering for Person of the Year right now. So I haven't made my final nominations yet, but he is on that list to make it. Uh, at least to be considered to be considered for the nomination. Is that a tease? No, I mean I don't tease. I mean I'm just being honest. I mean he's. I mean I've <laughs> talked a lot about him this year. For me not to consider him for person of the year uh, would be unfair because I've talked so much about the job he's done this year at United. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, I'm. I'm, I'm just giving you hard. Well, I'm not saying I guarantee it because there are about five or six names that I only get to nominate three. So part of my strategy is I nominate it and hope someone else does the other nomination. 
that's kind of the, the strategy I've used. Mm. So you're checking out. I got it. It's it's a little it's a little tricky what I do something, yeah. Except Loomis will throw you for a loop. Loomis will always throw you for the loop with this one. So you can't rely on Loomis to nominate. Like <laughs> if you've seen some of his person of the year nominations the last couple of years, they're funny. <laughs> uh all right. So what what do I got, Bear? What do I get to pick tonight? All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of Oliver, we can go ahead and bust out. I have the Byron Reserva for Años. Uh, I cannot, have, go, cannot go wrong with that. The Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust uh, Lay Blue. Yep. I have the Crux Limitada in the Short Salmon. Very nice. I have the Blackworks Studio Hyena. Uh, developing Palette Cigar of the Year. I, I believe in the other mm-hmm. size, but still, it was a, so we'll say it's Developing Palette Cigar of the Year. And then two more cigars here. Um, the Romacraft Tobacco Baca and the Grand Perfecto. Good size, by the way. Good size. Yep. I uh, have not had it in the Baca, so that'll be a first time. Just to consider. Baca, but Baca. I've got the Oscar Valladeras 10th anniversary cigar as well in the 6x52 Toro. All right. Well, in the spirit of good sportsmanship and the fact that that was the cigar, one of the cigars I saw are given to the Houston Astros. Uh, Cause I know Oscar's got Oscar Valdez's company has ties to that, to that team. Just so you know, let's go mm-hmm. with that Oscar 10th anniversary. Cause I'm really curious about uh, what, what's going to happen with that. Uh, and, okay. and, 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 a, and a big congratulations from me to the Houston Astros and anyone who's from the city of Houston. Congratulations. You, you earned that, that world series this year. And uh, a great team, and uh, really, really happy for the fans there. And I'm, I'm, I mean that sincerely. So, uh, congrats to them. They played, they, they played, a, they gave us a, some really good quality baseball this year. Well, Dr. Garza, if they enjoyed it, I want you to enjoy it as well. well. I wish I could take a picture of this. This is a thing of art, man. This is a thing of beauty, dude. I mean, I want to, I want to show this up a little bit here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so we've got the wrap pigtailed foot. Right. Okay, it's a double wrapper, so it's got candela foot. Yep. Double band. I mean, this is a this is a John McTavish like very 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 good pre light experience here from tenth anniversary from Oscar Valdez. Like, I mean, that is there's some sensational work there. Is that oh? Is that like the O hollowed out so you can see the tobacco leaf behind it on the band? Uh. I yes it is okay mm-hmm. I that's I like that that was a cool effect that's why I was asked because I didn't get this I I didn't get to go to the Oscar booth with you guys that's when I was I believe at the press conference at PCA so I didn't get to see that cigar up close so when I just saw that now I'm like I hadn't noticed that it was like that that's actually when you guys uh, you and Ben ran back to, uh, to get the get batteries the get, get yes get the batteries okay yeah yep that's when we did it so. Uh, all right, so yeah, so I think we are we are ready to go as far as that goes. Um, did I not put the contest up today? Oh, I got it. okay. Yes, I did. Okay, so the contest for tonight. Now I mentioned a hundred comments will guarantee exclusivity going forward for the um, show. I mean, for for the for people watching the show. 
Um, if not, I'm going to open up to a wider coop audience. By the way, we did get a very good response for the uh, Bricktoberfest boots after that show last time. So the fans came. It was just a little slow start, but the coop fans came through. All right. So here we go. This is our Tobacco Era USA giveaway tonight. Uh, let me share the screen here. Uh, this is a Trinidad Espiritu number two prize pack. Now, this is one I've been asked to do a few times um, back. Um, so the this is the Trinidad Espiritu number two uh, prize pack. It includes, and I have I don't have the whole prize pack down here, but I have a picture on the screen. But you get the cap. It didn't match my Philly uniform. It, it really clashed, guys. So otherwise, I would have put it on. Uh, you get the a custom flag. Kind of a cool banner you can hang up. You get that charger speaker. It's a lightweight thing, but it works really good, guys. Um, and you get, they they call it a volleyball, but it's a soccer ball. That's the cool thing is that Trinidad Espiritu soccer ball, which I gave all of mine away. I had a couple of these, and I gave them away because people wanted them. Um, and I think that's the coolest thing. That, that ball is awesome. So you get this prize pack. Now, you just got to answer a simple question and put it in the live stream. And this is, we're going to make it really easy for you guys tonight. Um, and you can always find the answer on Cigar Coop. So, last time we did, we had a similar giveaway. And if you, the question was around the colors in here, right? I wanted to know what these colors represented. And the colors represent the Brazilian flag. Okay? And there's a reason why uh, they're they're highlighting Brazil on this, uh, this Espiritu 2, because... This cigar uses a Brazilian wrapper. I want to know the varietal of the Brazilian wrapper. Just put the varietal in there. So is it Brazilian mm, or Brazilian? Mm, you know, you just can't say Brazilian, but it's a specific type of Brazilian uh, leaf that's on this wrapper. And you go into the, uh, you go into the, um, Cigar Coop uh, live stream where you're watching and hashtag it with the word Brazil. But you have to have that wrapper, like you have to have that varietal name correct. Simple enough. And like I said, 100 comments will guarantee exclusivity here. This is the Joe Grow approach I'm using now. Uh, he did something similar. And then uh, after that, will be opened up to the wider Coop audience. So we're giving everyone first shot here. How how they do with that, Bear? Fantastic. And by the way, I'm back up. As you can see, yeah, Bear's having some technical problems. So good job, Bear. Yeah, it only took sound, like an you hour. Sound, you sound better and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm not using my stupid headphones, and I've got this. I've got a new headset, by the way, and everyone's been saying that the audio has been working a lot better. So, oh, you the know, audio is while you're, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, um, that the I, I first of all, we've mentioned Amari once tonight, uh, but I, I really in the spirit of the election and everything. And because I've been remiss in mentioning him at appropriate times on some shows, he doesn't care. Uh, it means probably more to me than it does to him, but I, I got to tell you, um, we don't talk a lot about him on this show. Um, and we probably should. Um, but Aaron Loomis, uh, is, uh, you know, he, a lot of people kind of, you know, bust his balls about being quiet and stuff on, on shows and everything like that. But, you know, he is the consummate teammate, the consummate professional, um, a lot of, a lot of the, of what I bring to cigar media coop, um, is, is modeled after, off, off of mentorship 
and example of you and him alike. And um, the reason I'm bringing him up about the headset is um, I started, I started with, uh, with this, you know, um, we all had it plugged into, we all, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it drove Aaron crazy or, or maybe he just, just a nice guy or a combination of the both, but he bought me a Sennheiser headset that, um, you know, five years ago, you know, four and a half years ago. And, uh, and uh, that's the one I've been using ever since. And uh, um, it had a tragic death <laughs> uh, by toddler. <laughs> is all i'll say uh and uh but i can't um i can't thank aaron enough for uh gifting me that uh didn't ask for it wasn't required wasn't necessary but um it uh it it served a, a great job and and uh just want to say thank you aaron because um you were uh, you were a big part of uh every broadcast that uh, we've ever done on special edition and every show i've done ls for more takes so uh thank you yep so there you go. Back so, to Trinidad. Back to Trinidad. So again, <laughs> um, it is a soccer ball. They called it a volleyball. Yep, yep. What the hell is that? They called it a volleyball in there. So, but it was a soccer ball. Uh, again, the Espiritu Series Two ball, the Charger speaker, uh, the Espiritu uh, hat, and the flag. Um, so again, you know, um, cigar media is not eligible. Uh, so, like I said, after exclu- I'll put it up here exclusive. I'll mention it later in the show, and then. If not, we'll open it up to the wider audience. And like I said, we got uh, all you got to do in the comments, the rapper on the Trinidad Spiritu number two. It's a Brazilian rapper. I want to know the varietal. Hashtag it with Brazil. And we don't make it easier than that. If you want a more difficult contest, I can point you to media brands that do very more difficult contests. And, 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 uh, <laughs> and frankly, sometimes I don't understand it because we have better prizes and they have bigger. I, I've seen them give away stickers, <laughs> like, and there's more entries for a sticker. If someone wants a sticker, I'll throw in a free sticker at some point too. But, uh, yeah. But so no one makes it easier. We're not. We we don't take names. We don't sell your name out to anybody. Uh, we don't make you. We don't. We don't make you flood someone's feed with hashtagging or anything like that. We, we, we you hashtag in here. So that's the only. Place. Oh, oh, by the way, Bear, I have a new comment program to extract comments. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have a comment extracting program now. It works really good. So uh, I can point you to that if you ever need it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a free that. tool. It's a free tool. If anyone wants it, I'll, I'll give them the heads up. It's called Comment Picker. But yeah, it works great. So uh, so I no, more, I no longer have to struggle reading the comments uh, after the show. Uh, well, that's great. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I don't normally say this, but I might have to go grab a torch. Oh, you kind of hate when that happens. All right, the go draw, the dry draw, and this is excellent. I, I just need to. It's not yeah. catching. The match is not catching the foot. Gotta hate when that happens. All right. So I was asked again: Is there a comment contest? Yes, there was, Mitchell. You, you may have missed it, but uh, okay, I think it was ten minutes ago. See if I saw it already. So, uh, do the comments need quality? That's two. <laughs> uh, the comments, uh, the quality, uh. Well, let's see. Hopefully, the comments uh, behave behave tonight. So, Bear, are you are you settled now? Do you have your torturing? Are you still going with the? Oh, match? I'm, no, I'm still no, dude. I'm. It's it's all about being stubborn tonight, dude. We're just rolling. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. You know. So we we talked a little about the background of this election show. 
And, uh, you know, so we got into it. Um, a couple of things, what, what I want to just mention, um, we're going to be focusing, obviously, I think the big focus tonight is going to be on the, uh, the, 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 the Congress, uh, the, the counts in the House and the Senate, uh, the gubernatorial races. Um, but I have a couple of other things I want to mention. Um, so first, I want to mention that uh, he has most likely been elected to his third term already uh, in the uh, North Carolina State Senate. But Todd Johnson um, is going to be back for a third term in the North Carolina State Senate. I don't have the results yet, but he ran on a post. So they didn't even try to run anyone against Todd this time. Um so Todd is now going to be there. So now Todd is in his third term here. Um, and, uh, you know, he's for folks who don't know Todd Johnson, he is a he owns a series of four retail stores in the Carolinas. So and he is a North Carolina state senator. So um, and he has been a very good advocate. He's, he also serves on the PCA board. Uh, he's done. He, he runs a good, honest business. Um, probably one of the more honest guys I, I've known in you know my life. So he's just got a lot of good uh, morals and values. And uh, um, I don't always agree with him politically, just so you know. Me and him have actually, we've, we've been opposed on several issues, but uh, but I respect what he's done. And um, there's a lot I do agree with him on, too. So, so Has he, he served his constituency well, Coop, in your yes, opinion? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And, and yeah, I think he has. I think he has. I'm not going to get a lot into of people. This. A lot of people forget about that. that that's yeah, the rep- yeah, that's a representative's yeah. job. Is- yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not going to get into the politics, but there were some things that Todd and I have butted heads on. Um, Big, big, you know, and but at the end of the day, you know, uh, but there's a lot of things I also agree with him on, too. So, uh, you know, for, for some people think I'm on one side or the other. That's not the case. So uh, but he served that well. Um. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think that is important to kick the show off with Bear because, uh, yeah, we know Todd, he's a friend of ours and everything, but um, he, is a, he is a member of our industry who, who is in the North Carolina State Senate. That, that, that is just a, I don't think there's anyone else who could make that claim currently right now. You know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll tell pretty- you, so I'll, so I'll tell you what, uh, I won't, I won't disclose who, just because, um, uh, or what I voted for, but, uh, um, well, actually I will tell you on one cause I think it's funny, but I have, um, today, uh, I have three former classmates of mine, uh, in elections. So one of mine is running for the house of representatives here in Texas. Oh, nice. Uh, another is running for, uh, the house, a house seat in Texas. And another is running for a house seat in Oklahoma. Uh, I didn't vote for the one in Oklahoma because I can't. Mm-hmm. I would. Right. I did not vote for the one uh, who's vote- running for the House, the State House uh, in Texas. Uh, and I wouldn't if I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do not agree at all uh, on how to uh, on how the government should function at all. Uh, and that's OK. Yeah. Uh, I wish them I still wish them luck. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that if, if if they do get elected, um you know, I, I went to high school with him. So oh, good. Um, good, job. good job. Yeah. But uh, but the uh, college, uh, a college uh, classmate of mine is uh, running for uh, the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, quite a big uh, battle, uh, if I do say so, against an incumbent who's been yeah. in seat for quite a bit bit of time here in Texas. So crazy. Yep. Good times. Well, that's good. Um, you know, speaking of Oklahoma and Texas, right? 
one of our shows we did a uh, very memorable show was the Red River show when I was in Oklahoma and you in Texas. Mm-hmm. And our guest was Mel Shaw from uh, M Bombay that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel's going. Mel, um, folks, man, he had a heart attack. I heard he's going to make a recovery. Looks like he's doing well, but you know, um, we, prayers out to Mel right now. Uh, Mel was a big part of. He, he he gave us a lot of support on this show for many years. So uh, you know, obviously, I'm thinking of him and his family right now, as far as that goes. I had no idea. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mel was always a Mel, uh, Mel was a fun interview. Yeah, he, he uh, always that, was. Like that. Yeah, I, we I think we interviewed him twice, right? Yeah, we interviewed him twice. But I was in Oklahoma. I remember when we did that one show, and he was on that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were in Texas. So we called it like the Red River Showdown that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and then just again, I, I'm not part of the pile of bad news, but another uh, I don't know if you know Leo Stone. He was a fan of of this show. Uh, he was tuned into a lot of our shows. He tuned in. He read the Cigar Coop site. Uh, he passed away um, last week as well. So uh, our prayers out to Leo Stone as well. Um, I was glad I was able to send him a couple of Cigar Coop challenge coins um, for him to enjoy beforehand. But I didn't know he was sick either at the time. So so uh, prayers out to Leo Stone's family. I do remember. Um, yeah, that's, that's really sad. So it, you know, you get to you, we we we. I mean, I consider a lot of the audience family and everything. Um, and you know, we get to know you, and even though we haven't met. So, um, you know, you're part of our family and when it happens, it's said. So, um, I yeah. actually, I found out both of these things before Thursday night show. I just was not ready to talk about it on Thursday night either. So, but I did learn about these for the third, right before the Thursday night show. I forgot to tell you guys about Mel, but yeah, Mel, Mel, I think Mel is going to make a recovery. It sounds like, which is good. He, he was good. still in the, yeah, he was still in the hospital. I think when, uh, when I found out. Okay. So we mentioned Todd Johnson. We 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 mentioned a couple of things in passing. Um, so do we want to get to the races, Bear? Do we want to talk about this PCA CRA thing? I want to lay in. Let's. I mean, let's get the nasty politics out of the way. Let's go ahead and talk about the CRA PCA here. Okay. So I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna. This is my observation for this 2022 election. Minimal engagement from PCA on on campaign guidance. No engagement from CRA on this. The only thing I saw from the CRA was a smoke and vote picture cap. And I'm really disappointed in both organizations. There should have been voter guidance out there. Now, I understand. Well, how does the PCA not support one of their own? Todd Johnson is a board member. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he ran unopposed. Um, I agree. I agree to some extent on that. Um. I mean, look if you don't want to look if you don't want to get politically engaged because you're afraid of like ruffling some feathers. I mean, that's the election to back, right? <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Now, my my thing is this: I understand cigars are not the most important thing for a lot of people, okay? But I think people need to know on these key races where things stand. Like, did people vote and and, and say they were gonna for, for especially these Congress elections? Have they Oof, tried to? Okay, look, sorry, I'm going to interrupt for two seconds. If we went to the anti-tobacco lobby websites, they would have stuff plastered all over them about who supports their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it does matter. And it doesn't. (laughs) Like I said, it's up to the individual how they want to consume it. But I I think, I mean, I'm really more disappointed in CRA on this one, is what I'm going to say. I see a smoke and vote cap, which is very nice. But 
I do believe people need to know, like, who are the people supporting the exemptions? Who are people, you know, voting for, for, for some of these taxes? What are some of the records? I just think that that stuff needed to be. And if it's out there, OK, I apologize, but it needs to be out there a little clearer because I couldn't easily find it today is what I'm saying. Uh, PCA has done some things. I believe PCA. I'm sorry, I don't want to say PCA has done. I saw something on the California um Something going on in California like this week and alert. Yeah, the co- yeah the coalition stuff. I got. I mean, yeah, they're so, um, sending, so, yeah. yeah, their engagement with email has been really great lately. I mean, if we do want to pass a compliment on to them, the I, California I think it, coalition I think calls for defeat of Prop Thirty One. Got that. Um, and the, uh, um, I mean, I got several updates on the uh, on Prop Thirty One in California. So I did know. too. Yeah. But, you know, uh, can uh, vote. But yeah, I mean, it was it was they're they're clearly rallying around this yeah. per, this one particular issue. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's just one of those things like um, I think people if if cigars are important to them, maybe they want to know a little more. Um, and I know it costs a lot of money to to do all the research that's needed for this. Right. But I think there's some ba- I think there could have been some basic blocking and tackling here. Um, and I'm waiting to see, you know. And I've seen it. It's done. It's been done in the past. It's not like this hasn't been done. And then, you know, for, for folks say you shouldn't be vote, voting on a candidate based in support of the cigar industry. That's an individual choice that can be made. Right. That's not for right. me to decide. But you as an organization should be putting your position out there. Right. Um, I would say that. Let me ask you a stupid question. Right. Would you say that the state of Florida is a pretty important state? Just overall. Yes. Overall, would you yes. say that it's would you say that it's one of the more populous states in the United States? Yes, I would. Yes, you are correct. Uh, would you say that the would you say that the U.S. Senate is an important race in any state? Yes, it is. OK, so um, you can see where I'm going with this in the state of Florida, which is right. quite populous for right. an important race. Uh, one Marco Rubio is running for reelection again. And. Uh, he has been a, a an ardent supporter of our industry. Maybe do a write up on him. Um, you know, not maybe not everybody knows what a great supporter of the industry. Yeah. Maybe there's someone who uh, I mean, there's no secret about this. He's a Republican, right? Maybe there are people who are on the middle or on, leaning on the left hand side of this who love cigars and you know don't know about the incredible support that he's shown our industry. Wouldn't that be worth a vote or two? Yes, and not to. And by the way, we're not getting partisan here. They, they'll be on both sides of the aisle on this, right? There have been Democrats who who have been, you know, supportive of the industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just, this, uh, this I just is, picked that. I picked yeah, that. I know. One yep. It, it's yep. an easy. It was an easy target. Yep. No, definitely. Um. And uh. Yeah. So I mean, it was. It's exactly an easy one. This was a good one to just you know, you know, mention. Um. But again, it, you know. It's really again. It's up to you as the individual to decide how important this is or not, right? But if right. the information is not getting there, it's not going to help people decide how important it is to them. So I, I was disappointed, and like I saw Jay's comment that there was more positions taken on New Zealand, which I'm glad someone took a position on New Zealand. By the way, um, well, good job out of PCN. But I do think there could have been a little more guidance provided. Um, I know these organ. I mean. I don't know. I mean, again, I think CRA should have really taken this one on. I'm going to put this one more in CRA than the PCA here. I think PCA should have definitely been involved, but I think CRA, this is what they're supposed to be doing. And if I've been more and more critical about, about the CRA this year, there's good reason I think I have. You know, or I, you, you know, I mentioned earlier in the year when they were putting up those memes and stuff like that, right? 
Well, Smoke the Vote is great. Uh, you know, Smoke the Vote, when Glenn Loop was there, he would go and explain what Smoke the Vote was to people. He did a good job with that, you know, as far as explaining that goes. You know, he, he pushed the notion of a cigar voter. I'm not saying he was perfect at it, but he did at least put that on a platform there. Now we just have nothing going on, but 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 there's a baseball cap. And there's, oh, there's plenty of pictures promoting uh, articles from print publications from CRA. So uh, if my frustration level, I think I, I want to get, again, I support the CRA. I'll continue to support the CRA. But if I am frustrated, I think I have a good reason. Lifetime member, lifetime member. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not changing my support. They'll still get my I, I'm not a lifetime member. I do pay it every year. I'll continue to pay it every year. Um, and I want them to I want them to, to knock this one out of the park. But this is 2020 has not been a good year for the cigar rights of America. They can say whatever victory they had. I, I've been very disappointed from what I've seen from them this year. They could they like we said it. They have a great they have great leadership there with the board of directors. They can do better here. And what's happening. So they need to, they, they need, this is what they, they should have been focused on this election this year. It's a midterm election. It's an important election. Put something out there. What you're, like you said, you go to, I guarantee you go to tobacco free kids. They have it out there. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Agree. Agree. So, so I'm just catching. I'm just catching up on some of the chat because uh, I'm catching up too on on it. I was starting to get some some technical stuff. So uh, no, and I I think uh, you know we've got one we've got one person that's asking like, do we know how other other candidates feel about the topic? No, that but that's the point. That's the point. That's the point. Is the point is create awareness. The, the yeah the the CRA should hold themselves accountable and responsible to seek out that information about both candidates. I picked Marco Rubio out of a hat because I know he's been an ardent supporter of our industry. Right. And yeah, it would have been the CRA's responsibility yeah. to find out the other person from across the aisle, how they would would or would not support our industry so that people who find this issue important could yeah. vote responsibly. Yeah. Every you, other organization is doing this. Tobacco Free Kids is doing yeah. this. The NRA is doing this. Uh, the The coalition for the who gives a shit? Yeah, association gets it. Everybody does it, man. Like, like they're everybody supports the issue well, that they're supporting. I don't understand why this is like, yeah, this is rocket science. It's ba and it's basic information you put out there, right? Oh, hey, what's your position on regulation? Well, how much position should the how much authority should the FDA have? What should the priorities be of the FDA? Oh, did I vote for the exemption? Did I vote for this particular tax? Right. Um, it's all those little, it's little things that, that can be done here to just, you, you put together. And I think this has been done before. I don't, I don't think that what I'm saying hasn't been done before. I just didn't see it done for this election. I didn't see a guidance sheet for this election. Yeah. So I'm not asking very difficult things here. This is basic. Do some research, find out who the, you know, the candidates are here and, and, and do something about that. The time spent that you're doing promoting Ashton cigars, right. On, on a, on a, on a Facebook page. How, very quick to kind of do a little research here and get the information that's needed to provide to the consumers here on this. 100%. Yeah, and Jay made a point. PCA could do, you know, basically update the position of membership of, of you know, on the candidates. It's exactly what they need to do here. And I don't think they should be telling who to vote for, by the way. I don't think they should say, because I remember I did get pissed when I think there was something out where there was an email that went out from CRA and they started knocking the Democrats. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't be knocking the Democrats. Put the information out there and then you let your you let your audience decide how 
let them prioritize it and how important it is. But don't like you know point fingers at the aisle with the Democrats. That was I thought a bad strategy. I don't think that's what they need to do. I think it's just putting positions out there and and in doing that. It's all about creating awareness here. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know why putting up a picture of a San Cristobal cigar is more more important on a social media page. When, by the way, there are hundreds and thousands of people doing it. By the way, in groups and you know, not not media, but you know, plenty of consumer engagement on social media putting pictures up of cigars here. So you don't need to do that. And 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 by the way, we all read a cigar aficionado too. Just you know, CRA. So <laughs> all right, I, I've gone I've gone overboard here, but I, I I believe in these guys. Please please do a better job with this with the next election, guys. And I'm happy to have a conversation with these organizations on this. I think it's absolutely comical though if we want to already look towards yeah. the map. You know, even uh, only I understand that only 34 percent are reporting. Uh, but the U the uh, Senate race in Louisiana uh, hasn't been called yet with uh, John Kennedy leading it with the 65 percent of the vote uh, over Kerry Chambers. Uh, so that wasn't that wasn't. Cons- yeah. But was that it's not been called yet. Right. It hasn't been called yet. So that's weird. I but mean, but, it was, yeah. but New York has been called with 30 percent reporting. For who? Chuck Schumer? Yeah, of course. It, they called New York. With, with, with 901, it was called for Chuck Schumer, just, you know, 901. All right. Yeah. So and I but I'm surprised that they call the governor's race in New York yet. Because uh, the gov- they I can tell you. Yeah, there is no way that Kathy Holtul not getting reelected. I'll just tell you that I'd be shocked if she doesn't get reelected there. But they hadn't called they hadn't called that one um, when I went on the air. Uh, they still have not called it. Yeah, I the, she's getting a little bit of a challenge apparently with that one. Um and uh she, but she's up um with 29 with 30% of the vote, she's up 63.36 basically, 63.64% to 36. So, she's going to get reelected. I mean, I, I don't see that I don't see Lee Zeldin uh making a run in this race. Uh you know, and for folks that don't Kathy Hochul, she took over for Andrew Cuomo. Right. So, right. this is her first uh election as you know going for the governor's seat but i'm surprised that wasn't called at 901 normally like when i used to vote in new york and new jersey the polls would close and you would know by and one year i had this actually happen where i voted at like the end i was like one of those people online when the polls closed and i went out to my car and i found out like it was already over (laughs) it was already over (laughs) so nice um which sometimes that's a little it's like, you know, and I waited on a line for that election, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff it's, that's early. This is see, this is the stuff that's fascinating, right? Yeah. So but New York is already called a 30 percent. But yeah. like Louisiana is like ridiculous. Yeah. 65 to 16. That means like a bunch of third party candidates are getting yeah. votes. Like yeah. That's nuts. And yep. I mean, nobody's I mean, it's clear. It's clear Kennedy's going to win. Like, yeah. Blind man Detroit could see that right now. So, yep. No, I agree. So, do we want to tackle some of these? Uh, how do you want to? How do you want to do this? You want to tackle how we have them in order, or just? Uh... So, I just saw that. It just jumped out to me. I was just like, "That's yeah. that's hilarious." No, I'm it's... fine. Yeah, no, I, that's no. interesting. Did I even um, have I that think, one on the list? I think we can do a quick up, like just a quick, like, uh, like every so often, kind of just look back at the board and stuff. Yeah. But I think we. I mean, I think we should talk about like, okay, so for you, could this is a midterm election, obviously, so. Like everybody's again running for Congress, so every congressional seat's pretty much up for grabs. Uh, there's some key Senate races that I know we're going to go over here yep. in a second. Um, but um, 
And because and, and one of them is in your state, uh, which is a ha- big surprise race, by the way. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a Senate. Uh, we don't have a Senate election coming up in the state this time, but we do have the governor election. Uh, the governor's uh, house is up for bed. So uh, is up for election. Excuse me. So um, I think that's a they haven't called quick, that one yet, have they? Yeah, they can have we can have a quick discussion about it. Um, I, I have a but I have a few things to say about that race, too. Uh, so the uh, incumbent, uh, the incumbent is Greg Abbott, of course, of the Republican Party. Uh-huh. He is facing off against Beto O'Rourke, who made an incredible run at the senatorial re- uh, uh, seat against uh, Cruz four years ago. On this night, we talked. We yep. tracked this, man. We were we, we were, were tra- watching this. We, we were watching this election pretty closely. Yeah, we were. we were. We were. We were. And it was nuts. Like we thought. I mean, I mean, there was there. I mean, there was a chance. I mean, we were talking about this. O'Rourke took Tarrant. Dallas, El Paso, Williamson, uh, which is Austin, by the way, um, Harris County, which is Houston. Major metropolitan counties were going in O'Rourke's favor for the senatorial race four years ago. Um, and I said it, man, he should have spent more time if he wanted to win. If he wanted to win, he should have spent more time campaigning in the Permian Basin. And, uh, you know, because that's where he lost it. He lost the he lost it in the middle of the state. Yeah, uh, even though he carried pretty much every metropolitan area, um, which was just insane, uh, and it was damn close. He, I mean, yeah, you weren't close. saying it was going to be a close race. I remember you thought, it, but you didn't think it was going to be as close. Like where I didn't, yeah, I didn't think he had. I didn't think he had a chance, um, to be honest. And and I when it, as the race unfolded, I was like, wow, because I mean, the most surprising thing to me was was Tarrant County. Tarrant County is an interesting demographic. Um, They've, you know, they've, you know, in that case, they went blue. Um, They went blue um, uh, in a couple of key presidential races in the last 25 years. Um, But I mean, they went heavy on Trump in 16. Now, turn for them to come for them. That's Fort Fort Worth. Yeah, it's Fort Worth. And for them to come back two years later and and it to edge out for Beto O'Rourke was that's insane. I mean, we're when I say heavy, heavy Trump in the presidential election in 2016. I mean, Trump cleared our cleared at I say our county because I wasn't I lived in Tarrant at the time. Now I live in Parker County, but. Um, they cleared it cleared Tarrant County. I think he had something like 69, 70 percent of the vote. That's sick in any yeah. election. Doesn't matter where you're splitting. All right. And and if for it to, to basically not flip completely, but I mean uh-huh. for him uh, for the for the for the GOP to basically lose all of that and then some to where it completely went to the other side. That was crazy. Yeah. Was very or interesting. But that's not gonna happen this time. <laughs> no, and I got a question for you on this, right? Because it looks like Abbott has won this, right? Is Beto O'Rourke becoming like the recycled candidate right now? Does he need to, I mean, in my opinion, I think he should not have run for governor this time. I, I think this was the wrong time to run. I think he should have went back to Congress or something else for a while. I and, disagree. I okay, disagree. So you, so you think he should have challenged Abbott, who's a popular governor is what I'm saying. I disagree. Well, I don't I don't agree that Abbott's a popular governor. Okay, so so you know you're in Texas more, so I'll take your opinion right. on it. So, um, I if 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 I if if someone had asked me my opinion uh-huh. and someone had and 
if uh, if Beto O'Rourke had asked my opinion, I would have told him not to run for the president. I, that, I that absolutely killed him. That absolutely I think it did. I think, his I think political it killed, career. I think it really hurt. I took major steps, and now he loses a governor's race on top of that. It's tough now. He's got to come back from two, three big losses. He's coming back. These are three major losses he's taken. Yeah. Well, and then so here, so so here's here's another. Yeah. Let's flip to the other side of the aisle, so people right. don't think that I'm leaning one party or the next. Right. I said the same thing about Rick Perry. Rick Perry should never have run for president he, at the time but, that he did. Well, I thought while, he, he was the leader. He was in the and then he. Just, I understand. Yeah, I understand. But, right. He, I agree. This is just like my opinion about the Anaheim, yeah. about the Los Angeles Angels coop. Mm-hmm. I know that organization. I know my state. I knew my governor at the time. Right. right. He was never going to win the nomination, and he was never going to win the White House. Rick Perry. It was just never going to happen. That time around, I think he could have he could have actually made a stronger bid. Uh, he could have made a stronger bid in 2016. If Rick Perry doesn't run in 2012, if he doesn't run in 2012, and he uh, um, he starts he starts building up more more popularity, starts speaking out on other issues doing some volunteer work, getting involved with smaller elections and everything like that within the party along the way. Donald Trump is not running for president. Well, he's running for president, but Rick Perry is beating out Donald Trump in 2016. That's my opinion for the bid. Don't don't know, but I understand where you were going with that. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going. But with that, that that's that's the same principle that I'm talking about. So like it, it, this it's it's all about timing. When you're talking about gubernatorial and and yeah. national politics, it this is it, it, it's it's all about a timing with things. And and Beto O'Rourke was the right candidate to challenge Ted Cruz at the time. Like that timing was really good, and it almost worked. Right? It almost worked. If he had a few more years, maybe he would have. Or if that election was now this time around, like a few years later with the with the what we're seeing in the country, I think it would have been a different story. I agree. I just think maybe wrong time to do that. I mean, barely. I mean, um, I mean, Ted Cruz is not very popular in the state. Um, just, you know, despite he got booed know, at the despite... Yankee game, he got booed at the Yankee game, by the way, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Which by the way, um, as long as they didn't throw things at Ted Cruz, I'm okay with you booing him at the Yankee. If you're going to go to, yeah, that's part of your politics. That's part of the territory. But I'm okay if you want to boo Ted Cruz. Just don't throw anything at the guy, or you know, yeah, or, or don't leave the family out of it. That would be those are the two rules I'd say. If you want to boo the guy, totally boo the guy. Yeah, he's not very popular in the state. I mean, despite what you know, yeah, despite yeah. his his continuing winning his his reelection seat, it's it's because like historically, what I you know what I've said about this too, why you know the reason why Beto O'Rourke's probably the best candidate that the Democrats have put up against a Republican uh, and I'm going back here, Coop and Richards since yeah. she left office and Richards was a Democrat better wrecks the best Democratic Democratic candidate for 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 governor in the in Texas since Ann Richards. So Okay. They can't. They can't run anybody worth a shit. What? What, do you, what does Beto O'Rourke do now politically after this? Okay. He's still, he's still young, right? I mean, what yeah. do you do? You've lost three big ele- I mean, three major elections. I'm going to count the presidential one because he did go into the primary season, or uh, he almost made it to the primary season. I should say. You know, he put a lot into that. He put a, as far as I'm concerned. There's three big losses he's had. Yeah. Um. I think. 
I think he set the next one out, man. I, I mean, I think, I think he'd be, I think he should go back to, I think he should go back to El Paso and I think he should go back and run yeah. for Congress or for mayor. That's what um, Jay say that. I think he should go back. I, you know, mayor's not a bad job, by the way, is of a big city. You can really yeah. rebuild your career as a mayor sometimes. El Paso, uh, he, maybe a little smaller city. Like, I don't know if he could run. A million, it's Houston a million people, Coop. Everyone says it's a million people. Okay, so man. it is a million. So it is. there's something to that, even though maybe we don't perceive it as that. So, you know, and mayor is not a bad thing. It's, it's Sometimes I say mayor is the crappiest administrative job, but it's is he a, like if he ran for mayor of El Paso, is he a guy who's just a figurehead or is he a guy that actually has mayoral authority there? There's there's mayor authority. Okay, so yeah, do I would say go back and do that. Um, I think he needs to take a step back for about eight years. I mean, to be honest with you, maybe four, but at least four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he needs to he needs to set the next couple of rounds out. He needs to go back to to the house. He did, you know, he was extremely popular in the house. He uh, he gave up his seat to run for the senate. I mean, he was confident enough with that. He had to do that, I guess, right? Because it was the same year. Mm -hmm. Correct. So he he had enough confidence. I mean, I give the guy credit for that, um, for sure. Well, um, so, yep. I, am I is my camera coming up? Uh, and it looks on the fa- looks like on the Facebook. It's just my name. No, I see you. I see you coming okay. up. Yep, I see you coming up. At least, uh, wait, talk again. I'm talking again. It's coming up on my screen. Is it coming up on the? Yep, it's coming up on Facebook. Yep. Okay, then it's yep. just my Facebook yep. feed. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing. Alan, you better behave. All right. Um, dead serious, Alan. <laughs> and um, that was a warning, and I said I wasn't give warnings. The uh, so let's talk about, but let's let's go to your state, Coop, and then we'll we'll go okay. back to yep. a couple of a yep. couple of things around yep. on around topical and stuff. But uh, I mean, pretty big Senate race for you. Um. Um, you know. we, we, in fact, let me just say this. We are very surprised at what's happening in, in the Senate race right now. Um, yeah, but a, 74% so, reporting and they haven't, they haven't called it. So, okay. So give you an idea. Um, it is a Senate race between um, Ted Budd and Sherry Beasley. And a little background on this race. Um, this was, uh, this is an open uh, Senate seat. And um, Ted Budd won a contested Republican primary that included the former governor of North Carolina, Pat McCrory, uh, mm-hmm. who's another guy who uh, he's lost a couple of big elections right now. Um, anyway, he lost the governorship and now he's lost the Senate thing. So Ted Budd has kind of come in there. Uh, he is someone who is, I think, more aligned with Trump. Uh, Sherry Beasley is a judge. And North Carolina, I would honestly say it's a purple state. Is the way I look at it. It's a purple state, mm-hmm. and um, it, it has it's becoming more and more purple. But most of the people had thought that Ted Budd was going to win this, maybe not by a landslide, but by a, a there wasn't going to be a chance. But Sherry Beasley has put up a major fight in this election. Um, she is down really, it's like 51 to 47, and um. So like I'm showing point. fifty. I'm showing fifty to forty-seven. Okay, I, I see fifty point nine six to forty-six point nine six. But okay, it, we're, we're in that range. Um, and the thing is, they haven't called it yet. You're right; they haven't called it yet. Now, our senators, we have elected Democrats to the Senate. We we have a Democratic governor, so it is a it is a very much. But I don't think I think a lot of people. This wasn't 
I put this on the list for tonight because it was North Carolina, but this was getting a lot of attention because Sherry Beasley went out to a lead. Now, my son thought Sherry Beasley was going to win this, actually. He said he thought Sherry Beasley was going to win this. He said she was connecting with more people like his age is what he was saying, the people he was talking to. So, uh, you know, because I didn't see it. Maybe people my age, no one's really interested in her. And I know people who are both Democrat and Republican and neutral, and I really wasn't hearing much about her. But apparently she was connecting with the younger voters on this thing. Judges seem to do really well uh, in purple states. They do. They do. Oh, let me, let, let, yeah. yeah. Like in pur- purple states in general, like it doesn't matter what side they're on of the aisle. Like per- judges tend to do really well when they run for political office because they're what I've what I found. Cooper, I don't know if you agree or disagree with this in purple states like law and order seems to be a really highly contested topic. Uh-huh. And so that's why judges do well, because in purple states, because if I mean, you know, unless they're just an abysmal judge, right, like they've got law, like literally got law and order on their side. So if that's a if that's a topic, of, a major topic of discussion, they're, they're going to come out on top of that one. Yeah. So that's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. But she was also connected with the younger voters, too, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it looks like Ted Bud's going to hold this one out. I don't know if they've counted. I don't know. Like usually Charlotte and Raleigh are, are some of the last um, counties reported. So that's why I'm wondering if that could still. They've look- got they've got all four major cities, Greensboro, Raleigh, Fayetteville and Charlotte all going I'm, I'm, in, I'm all telling- going in Beasley's favor. That's what, well, that's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. That's not a surprise. The question is, have they, has they, are those final counts? They're, they're not solid numbers. Okay. So what, the, the, what I'm seeing. Okay. I mean, those could be exit polls or something like that. I'm not sure, but they're not solid numbers though. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm just wondering with that. It's, it's, it's been a big surprise with that. Now, just to the south of you, Tim Scott did uh, win his election. Yeah, that was no that that was no surprise. He was expected, as well as Henry McMaster, um, to win the governorship. That be a regular elected governor. That was not a surprise there, dude. Sixty-two point three. That's what that's what it's going to be. Abbott's going to win by double digits, man. Yeah. Now, I just got an interesting piece of information from Seth. He's saying low on Barbert. You know what's going on with that race in Colorado? Uh, I had to, I had to try or, to pull, pull it up. He said she could be out. You, I'm wait, Lauren Barbert. She's a pretty controversial congresswoman. Oh man, really? Uh huh. So oh, that's to, crazy. I'm trying to pull that one up to see um, what's happening there as far as uh, that goes. But I don't, I don't know. Um, I haven't been able to really determine, but uh, I'm not sure what county she's in either. So I'll have to see if I can get more. If anyone's got more information on that one, let me know. But apologies, I didn't mean to throw us off track on that one. 
No, it's okay. Good, good. Interesting there. All right, so we talked about those two races in, in those states right now. Um, I mean, the other one that's really big is Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, so there's two big races. There's a governor's race, and there is a um, a Senate race. Okay, uh, and the governor's race, we could talk about that one. And here's the thing. I have a feeling Georgia won't be decided tonight. I have a they, weren't, they weren't decided in 2020. No, and I, I, say this, I don't think the Congress is going to. I don't think we're going to go to bed knowing what the Congress is tonight. Either. It's too close. Yeah, it's too close. Yep. Um, but the interesting thing is. Brian Kemp is out to a big lead over Stacey Abrams. That was a very close election last time. Yeah, in 2018. Are they calling it for Kemp? No, he's the incumbent. Oh. No, I don't think it's been called for Kemp yet. But Kemp no, it's is not. It's not called. Seventy-one percent reporting, but it's looking very good for Kemp. Fifty-four yeah. percent of the vote right now. Forty-five yeah. for Abrams. I I am shocked at how far apart this is. I thought this was going to be another close one. I thought. I actually thought she was going to upset him. I even said. I I, yeah, I know. Yeah, if we're if we're, if we're yeah, yeah. showing our cards, absolutely. Like I yeah. thought. She, yeah. I, I thought she had it this time, Consid- I, considering considering the state of Georgia went blue in the presidential election in 2020. Right, right. Yeah, I uh, I got to say, I'm just sitting here. I'm a little dumbfounded on how I mean, this is this is almost nine points we're talking about here. Yeah, she's incredibly popular, or at least one would have thought up until tonight. <laughs> I know yeah, not, I mean, funny, uh, but, but yeah, that, I mean, but I don't I have to. Yeah, but that's 71 percent. I know usually Fulton County is the last to kind of get all those in. And, you know, I was listening to a couple of political things before the show, and a couple of people have said this, that they feel that, and I, I don't know if I agree with this, right? But I'm just kind of saying what was said. I heard a couple of pundits say this. They feel that when it comes to the early voting, the Democrats had the edge. And the later voting tends to go with the like, people who vote on election day are more Republican on that. I don't know if I agree with that, by the way, just so you know. But I heard, I heard a couple of people say that. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Say that one more time. So with early voting, right? There was a generalization made from two separate pundits today, I heard, that early voting favors the Democrats. They said that last time. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't remember it last time. I'll, I'll just add I, it. You know, but I, I, but I don't, I don't I, know. I don't know how comfortable I am with that, 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 that generalization. I, I don't know if I am either. That's why I'm saying that it's a different world post COVID now. Like, so there might be some new, new numbers, new analytic points that, that I don't have historically, historically in this country, older people mail in and early vote. Yeah. Historically older people, are more conservative. So right. early voting, mail-in voting tends to yeah. has historically yeah. leaned toward the right. I don't know where they're getting that information. That's a pretty huge generalization. I have history on my side, so I'm going to speak with a little bit more authority. Who are the pundits? Um, 
one was local, one was a local North Carolina station, and one was Fox. Well, I don't. I, um, <laughs> I don't remember who the punt, the specific pundit was on Fox. Um, and then the North Carolina person was someone on like News Spectrum was saying this. Well, again, again to 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 give benefit of the doubt to, to both of those folks, they might have access to information. Yeah. It's just different than history. Yeah. Historically speaking, though, like I was saying, early voting and mail-in voting has gone towards goes toward the older demographic. The older that's what, that, and that's where I was going. And, that, and that's where I was going with conservative. that. Right, and that's where I was going with that. Is like typically that's how I am. So this, I'll give you an example. This is the first year my wife and I voted on election day. In, a, in probably seven or eight years. Um, and the only reason why we did was um, just other things going on at home, like prevented it. Like, uh, and we just couldn't, we couldn't get to do it. Like, you know, th- things happen. You know, I was in the middle of a World Series run. And so I was like, you know, I was taking afternoons off from work, you know, when the afternoon games were on and, you know, just, just things like that, you know, getting into that. So um, we just didn't do it, right? And this year sure. we went on, on election day. So so that was unusual for us. We normally, uh, and I've done a several absentee ballots when, when I was doing more travel. So, you know, it's just for the first time I did that. So I put myself, that's why I said that. Like, I don't know necessarily I agreed with that. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, that, that was an, I think that's very interesting what's happening in Georgia. Now, there's a Senate race going on in Georgia. And this thing, I mean, so this one's a little bit of a shocker. Because I thought that this uh I Herschel's up in this thing by a by a by a fraction right now. Um and uh you know, um I didn't think he was going to win this. I don't know if he'll still win it, but um I'm not going to say, but it's close. He's in this uh he's, he's doing very well in this one. I thought he had everything going against him. And that's a key pickup if they get that one. But it, it is 49-43 Herschel Walker and uh, 48.62 for Raphael Warnock, who is the incumbent there. He's trying to unseat. Did I lose your voice? I can't hear you. Yeah, you're out. You're, you're, yeah, we lost your voice. Your sound went. It's because I was muted. Because I'm oh, okay. Manager. Okay. I was sick. There, it was another. It's another flip for Georgia. Yeah, that's another. That's crazy. So, but here's the here's what I want to ask you. And and I'm again, I am not a political expert. I'm not a political strategist. I'm not a political pundit. But wouldn't you think that the Senate? And the governor voting patterns would be very similar. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like, is someone going to cross party lines on that one is my question. I would say the answer is probably very few people would. And I think that's what you're seeing with the voting right now. I I think I think there's. <sighs> Typically. You know, typically, given the give the, during every given given year, you're going to see a lot more consistencies than inconsistencies. If you're asking, if you're asking about like in general, right? Um, I think, I think to a state again, I think it goes towards the fact that Georgia is actually becoming more of a purple state uh, than a lot of people realize. Yeah, uh, and I think it's 
I think that's incredible when you consider geographically and historic and historical, you know, historical context that that a state like Georgia is actually, you know, is purple. And so when you have a purple state, it it really it comes down to the person. It really does. Like it's I think I think it has less to do with I think it has less to do with ideals than it does ha- than it has to do with the person that's being. Yep. Yep. So like I think I think a lot of people get in the box, right? And you know, again, when you're in when you're in a purple state, right? A yep. lot of people get in the box. They see a name like Herschel Walker. They're checking the box. Hey, you know, Herschel. He was a cowboy. He was, yeah. you know, he was, uh, you know, on my fantasy team. I, I, I am a University of Georgia. They're gonna, yeah. I, I think that's why that won't. Yeah, but this is still closer than, than. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that's how. Like, yeah. obviously, that's not how everyone does it. Otherwise, I'd be, you know, that would have been a. Right. There'd be a lot more. Right. Be a lot more of a landslide, yeah. but I think if I think if people are on the fence, yeah. if people are, per, you know, if it, again in a purple state where people tend to see both sides, and I think it has a lot to do with the candidate. Yeah. Um. And and so, and I I know we've never we've never talked about our political allegiances on this show, Coop, but I've no. I have said this in the past. I have voted for people on both sides of the aisle. I have too. I have too. Despite what Skip Martin thinks, <laughs> I have too. Um. And I'm happy to share them privately with him uh, on that, but I don't I don't publicly talk about that. Someone um, voted straight ticket in this house, and it wasn't me this year, Coop. Well, you don't want to. Um, oh, so I have an update on that Colorado race. Lauren Bobert is losing to the, uh, Adam Frisch, 52.13 to 47.87, with 69% of the vote in. Bear, that's a key rate. That's a that's a bit. First of all, no one saw that one coming, right? right. So people don't know Lauren Barbera was the uh, the waitress who was very much in favor of gun control. She went from being a waitress, or I don't want to say waitress. I think she may have owned a restaurant, right? So I, I don't want to demean that by any means. But she kind of came in and won this seat, and now she's in she's in trouble in this race with Adam Frisch, which I don't think people looked. At. That's going to be a loss for the Republicans that they weren't expecting tonight. In this in this house race, yeah, she's she's losing quite a bit. I I misheard you earlier. I didn't know who we were talking about. Okay. So it's it's the um, and I misheard the state. So I no apologize. no it's okay. That, I may have uh, mumbled it or something the, like that. Um, that's a big loss for the Republicans. That's, that's a that's a big that's, loss. Colorado's a unique state too. So like again, yeah. so we were talking about this, right? So yeah. we're talking about purple states. Yeah. Colorado is an oddly purple state. You think like when people like if people want to generalize, right? People think, oh, Colorado, that's where they was one of the first states to legalize marijuana. You know what? They have a lot of there's a lot of red in that state. And well, it's, it's like what it's, Jay said, there's a lot of blue around Denver. And then when you get out of Denver, it's very red. Yeah. It's very, very it's a very unique yeah. state yeah. in a lot of ways, politically speaking. Like right now in the Senate, you've got uh I mean it's they called it and it's a Democrat, Michael Bennett, you know, beat out Joe O'Day by a considerable margin. Yeah. Uh and as far as the governorship, it's also been called blue as well. Right. So um, but I mean, Republicans have have achieved victories in the state. Colorado has gone red in presidential elections, you know, in the past 15 years too, or in the past, you know, in the last 25 years. So, yeah. 
it, it's a very, very unique state. I think it comes, again, I think it just comes down to, it comes down to the person that you're voting for. You know what's interesting though? New Mexico is probably even more unique to the South. And I think mm-hmm. some of that may be bleeding into both states right now. Even in New Mexico, most people consider it a blue state. There's some weird, there's been some weird results in New Mexico over the years. Well, you remember Bill Richardson, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Exactly. Bill Richardson was a Democrat, right? That that man probably held more traditionally Republican ideals than any other Democrat yeah. I've ever seen. Like that, that that he was a very interesting candidate, and um, he was a very if he was a very interesting candidate, and he was actually an interesting. You know, he's way past his political prime now, but he was actually uh, in the early aughts. He was actually a really interesting name that kind of arose early on um, in the second Bush term. Yeah. For to to run for the a White House bid. Yeah. Uh, never, never came to fruition. But um, I don't think I don't even think he even threw his name in the in the ring. But there was no. that was an, that would have been that would have been a really. I, I don't think it would have gotten very far, but that would have been that would have been fun to watch. That would have been interesting. It would, you know, years ago, Ed Rendell, he was the mayor of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and a very blue city, right? But Ed Rendell became very popular with all people because of being a sports fan. Um, he was at Eagles games. He would do sports shows, and you know, he would commentate. He'd do a lot of things. And when he ran for governor. He was carrying the suburbs of Philadelphia over to a primary red as a blue candidate. People liked him, right? And they, they didn't, you know, they didn't see him as they didn't see him as red or blue back then. It was, he was just he was Ed Rendell, the Eagles fan, you know, is like what people think. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's that, it was, so it's interesting sometimes, you know, people can't capture that, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's kind of an unusual, you know, thing. And he was even but let me tell you, he was also the most staunch. It wasn't like he was like conservative. Okay, he was right. even if he were a sports fan, he was very likable. Ed Rendell was he was the DNC chairman. He was he had the DNC he ran the DNC chairman for a while. He, he big Hillary supporter. I mean, big. So, but it was just interesting that he would connect with people so well, you know, whether it was sports or other things, that he was he was carrying traditionally red red counties in in the, in the governor. Mm-hmm. He got two he got two terms as Pennsylvania governor. So. I know so, people who are the most diehard Republicans that were voting for Ed Rendell. So, you know, what's interesting, too, about this, like this was you were talking about another race that was really hotly uh-huh. contested. like they thought this was going to be a lot closer. Man, if 47 report, 47 percent reporting this, it hasn't been called yet because not even all the ballots are in. But the state of Arizona, man, for governor. Car- I didn't think Car- she had a shot, Carrie Lake. I didn't think she had a shot. Really? Because everyone was saying she did. I and think that like, state's going very blue right now. Oh, well, I mean, clearly they are. If if yeah. if, the, if, if, ever, if the numbers hold up, because yeah. uh, looks, I mean, it looks like Mark Mark Kelly is killing Blake Masters in the Senate race, and uh, and the gov- for the governor race, I mean, Kerry Lake is way behind um, Hobbs now. I man, everything I was reading about this election had Kerry Lake in a, de- in a huh? dead heat. I didn't think she had enough to get over it. I, I think she's just the wrong candidate in what I think was a blue state. Um, that was just my perception. But she's like getting destroyed in this she's thing, getting, getting destroyed. Yeah, I mean it's fifty-seven forty-two now. It's only forty-seven percent, but that's a that's a lot to overcome, and uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I thought barely we'd be looking at that one being decided tomorrow. Right. I agree. I thought it was gonna be close. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, didn't I, thought think was gonna, I did not think she was going to win. I, no, I thought I thought Lake was going to win. I'll, I'll be the same first to say it. Like I, everything that I was saying, like everything that I was reading and everything that I was seeing had had like winning it like that. Uh, She's a news you know, anchor. She, she was a news, was anchor, a news anchor. Very, very popular uh, news anchor, too. But I didn't think she was going to win in that blue state. Very, very, very popular. And she's also got, um, you know, she's uh, she's been endorsed by former President Trump. Um, and. And 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 she's just she, I mean everything I've seen is very positive and very popular about her, but she is getting her ass kicked so yeah. far. So the way to say it, so yeah, um, you know, yeah, you know, and there's a similar one. A lot of people thought Gretchen Whitmer was in trouble in Michigan, and she is coasting as well right now over Tudor Dixon. You know, she was a pretty controversial candidate during the or controversial governor during the whole COVID thing. And she's up fifty three point oh three to forty five point four. Yeah, that was uh, that. That wasn't even going to be close. And I'm going to tell you. You're, t- you're talking about Michigan, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people were saying that was cl- going to be a closer race. To no, watch. no. Anyone but, that said uh, that was going to be close. No, anyone that said that was going to be close is a moron, Coop. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There was a foiled kidnapping attempt of this one. She had sympathy on her side. People yeah, are going to feel yeah, bad that. for her. I don't care. Like I mean, she'd have to be so bad and so disliked to lose. Like th- like it, it. Dixon didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance. Yeah. Like I don't care what anyone says or anyone wrote. That that was that was sewn up. That was sewn up the moment that happened. That was yeah. over. Yeah. It was over. I like people. I think people really forget. Like. And it's really, it's really curious to me. I forgot about that kind of thing. Yeah, I did forget about that. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm saying I think people really forget when they when it comes to politics. I think people really forget, which is hilarious when you think about politics are very emotionally charged. Ish, like it's a very emotionally charged discussion. If we're talking about emotions, and let's talk about all the emotions, and one of the most powerful emotions is sympathy, and like. People are gonna people are gonna vote with their heart, and if you feel bad for somebody, and oh she's yeah she wasn't that bad no she's really good it doesn't matter you know wherever you like if you're in the middle or on her side she's getting all the votes she's getting the vote yeah that's that's any election you're right man she should have fucking run for president she wouldn't want I mean seriously like people vote with people vote with sympathy yeah. and. And no, uh, yeah, it was it was it was all, all kidding aside. It was it wasn't even close. Like it it just yeah. If he if he gets, I think he's right. If we it looks like he's like the what I'm looking at. He's at forty five percent. Uh yeah. With twenty nine percent reporting, if he gets to forty seven percent, I'll be shocked. Um, it is yeah. If he and, gets to forty seven percent, I'm gonna. If he gets usually, to forty percent of the voting, and usually the way Michigan works is I believe, like I said, Detroit and those things come in later. So, you know, again, I'm just I'm not an expert. I don't have any knowledge, but I assume there's a lot of votes to come in. Um, and then another close race um, that was reported um, in Pennsylvania doesn't look close at all. Josh Shapiro is destroying Doug Mastriano right now. I'm actually watching the tabulations go and it is fifty five point eleven to forty three point one three. Jesus, that is not even close right now. 
that that is bordering on landslide right now, unless unless Mastriano makes a comeback there. So that's going to stay a blue governorship for Pennsylvania. So that's one to watch um, there as well. Now, if we also are going to Pennsylvania, um, there is a very controversial Senate race going on there right now um, with Dr. Oz, um, which it's it looks like Dr. Oz has made a comeback in this. Right. So. Um, Dr. Oz, I think people know him. He's like the TV doctor, a very controversial candidate. Uh, John Fetterman, he's been a little, there's been some controversy around him as well. Well, cause he, yeah, he's got health issues. He's got the health issues. Yeah. Um, and I think that's playing a role here because think about Again. this for a second. Fetterman is up 49.85 to 47.79 over Dr. Oz, but Shapiro is absolutely lapping Mastriano. So I'm seeing a couple of things happen yeah. with this. My my thing is, emotion. Oz has fans, right? And well, people- no, it's again, it's emotion. Like, listen, if, yeah. if Fetterman doesn't have health issues, Oz wins his, Oz wins the election. But oh, so you look at that. You're going to end up in that point, yeah. People feel bad for him, so they're going to vote for him. Yeah. But people recognize the name, and that's why this one's going to be close. That one's this. This is that one. I mean, that those take my my, my last. I, I didn't think Dr. Oz had a shot in that election. I got to be yeah. honest with you. My last two points are this is a stark example of both going head to head against each other. Yeah. You have the you have the emotional candidate in Fetterman where people feel bad for people feel sorry for people empathize with and sympathize for. And then you have you have Dr. Oz, who's the name, the face. That people recognize. Yeah, it's those the last two things we talked about in the Herschel Walker race versus, uh, you know, uh, uh, Whitaker in uh, in Michigan. So yep, yeah. But wow, I mean, but early on when I saw the early returns for Fetterman, it was like ninety to ten percent. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah there's no way. But yeah, you know, that was going to shape up. Yeah, I'm still surprised it closed up to as much as it did right now with that one. Um, the exit, the exits that I was seeing, the exit stuff that I was seeing early on in Pennsylvania had had Oz. Edging, edging yeah. out, Fetterman. Yep, it's gonna be close. Yep, it's so, gonna stay close. Yeah, yep. So here's what I want to do, Bear. Um, I want to do a, uh, I want to go to our presidential trivia segment, and then we'll sure. kind of come back, and some of the eleven o'clock stuff will be coming in. We can. There's some races we still haven't uh, talked about yet. Some very interesting ones we haven't hit. Um, and then yeah. we have some other topics. So maybe, maybe we can call Texas, which we should have already done. Right, right, right. We, I don't know. Are we in the, we haven't decided if we're going to call state yet. So. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I'm calling uh, Pennsylvania for Josh Shapiro. So it's a pretty good call. I'm going to make that one call. Yeah, I was going to say. I like. I think. I think you got to. I think you got to safe one there, Coop. Yep. Yep. All right. But let's get to our presidential trivia segment. Um, and it's brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Giana Habana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron, and now the Alfonso by United Smoke United Live Tonight. And by the way, I'm really enjoying this Maduro tonight. Um, this is a really under the radar, good value cigar. Um, but Bear, as uh, always, um. A little different. Bear and I both do the presidential trivia segments on each of our shows. Bear goes for his guests, and he uh, you you do a good multiple choice thing. But I I my job is to try to stump Bear. Now, unfortunately, he's going to get this one right tonight, guys. Uh, but I think that he can probably give some interesting background afterwards. Um, 
I had to pick. I wanted. To, I I was really trying to pick a good election question, right? Um, but I'm kind of curious if anyone in the audience can get this right. Um, so let me let me uh, say what the question is. In the history of the United States, there is only one person who has been elected and then reelected as vice president and then as president. Who is that one person? And if you're, oh, by, I'm sorry, I, I, my audio cut out. We're, we're going to just keep continuing with our technical issues there. No, I, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. What did I, okay. What did I miss? Okay. You, uh, did you hear any of the, did you hear the question or no? No. Did you hear the background or no? No, I didn't hear the background. Okay. So, so it really cut out when you started talking, when you started talking like, Hey, <laughs> right at, right after the ad, it cut. Okay. So, um, the idea is we both do this on our shows um you give your guest a multiple choice question my job is to stump you um i try to theme it with the topic of the show which is the election and tonight um i decided to pick an election related question um i think bear is going to get this one i don't think it's a hard one but i think it's an interesting topic right and the question is you ready bear sure only one person in the history of this country has been elected and then reelected both vice president and president of the United States. Who is that one person? That is an easy one. This guy's come up a lot in trivia. He does. He's like he, a, he, he's a really he's a really fascinating. I was guy. surprised there was only one when it, when it, when it all came down. Only one. Well, it, it's. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff around vice presidents too. Right, um, and that, that's why I thought it was an like interesting. When you like topic. when you talk about like when you talk about like Breckenridge, who served as vice president for, uh, you know, I think um, like twelve years at some point at one point uh -huh. you know in history. Uh, but no, the per the the answer to the question the answer to the question is Richard Milhouse Nixon, who was elected twice as vice president yeah. under the Eisenhower administration, then obviously won two elections. Uh, this president didn't finish out his second term. Funny side product, right? Uh-huh. Here's another trivia. Here's another trivia piece of trivia for you. I know you haven't told me if I'm right or not. I know I am. But Gerald Gerald Ford is the only person to never get elected vice president and never get elected president yet serve in both offices. Yep. Yeah. That's a famous one. Yeah. You know what's going to be interesting? If Biden gets reelected and goes the four years, he'll have the he'll be the only person to be a two term vice president, two full two full terms as two vice president and, president and president. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot, you know, it, it, and that's that's pretty amazing still that no one's been able to do that. Um, I threw this question up at some people I knew and no one got it right, by the way, just so you know. Well, I knew you were right. Uh, what? I'm right, right? You're all right. Yeah, so you have okay. now gone to a nine and one record right now. Um, but I thought it was an interesting question Four to throw times. out there. I yeah. Was... Well, it's only one person, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, that's like, like I was saying, Nixon has a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting trivia surrounding him. He's a really interesting character in history. Um, you know, and and, and you know, this is just—I think this is just another one. I think he's been an answer or involved in an answer of several questions. He's been involved in a lot like. of these answers. Yeah. He was—he uh, was on my birthday episode. He was one of—he's one of the uh, 
one of the commanders in chief to serve in the U.S. Navy. He's Navy, the highest yep. ranking, yep, the highest ranking member of the U.S. Navy to ever serve as president. And then there was another one. I know I had him. He was an answer to one of the other ones I did for you. Yeah. You, you know, what's, question, you know what's interesting about Nixon? Um, lost two big elections, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a row. Yeah, lost lost to Kennedy. Yeah, lost to Kennedy, and then he lost. The, was it the Senate? He ran for senator and lost, or governor. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was senator, and he lost. And people thought he was done. I mean, at that point, two two big yeah. losses he had, and they did you know, Tricky Dick was done. You know. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, I mean, five 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 presidential tickets, man. That he yeah. won. I mean, that's that's. Man. Came and came close on that sixty-one five presidential tickets. That's another one. I don't know how. Is there anyone else who's done five besides? I mean, tickets as a president or vice president. I that's an interest. I don't think there is. I think we lost you, Bear. No, I'm here. I'm thinking. Unless okay. you, unless you can't hear me, I think Breckenridge is close. John C. Breckenridge. Okay. I think he's. It's close. Well, Biden could be in five, right? Or four. 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 He was 88, like two, nine, like, yeah, 2000, 2000. No, he could be five. He could end up as five. He could be five, yeah. He could be a five one. If he runs, he'll be, he'll be in his fifth one. So Biden will be a, in that club as well. Because he ran, people, if you remember, he was in the primaries in 88. Yeah. So, okay. Do you think, so he, run, now, do you think, he, do you think he runs? Yeah, I think he runs. He's, you think I think he runs for re-election. Yeah, I think he runs. I think he's going to run. I don't think there's any question about it. I'm going to need more time. I don't you, know. You don't know. I'm, yeah, I didn't think. I mean, I was, I was, I was staunch when uh, when he won. I was staunch he was not going to run for second term. Yeah, it's kind of gone towards the metal, going to where you are. Yeah. Um, as time has kind of gone down, I'm like, well, I guess he is. I because because honestly, like here's what I thought was going to happen, right? I thought, like I was I was certain he was not going to run for re-election, and I thought we were going to see a lot of Harris in the spotlight. Uh huh. I thought we were, and we really haven't seen too much of her, and that's what's got me thinking. Man, he's going to take another run at this thing. Like, there would have been things, you know. My my perception of that is. There would have been things that kind of give me a feeling that they will. Maybe you'll see that in the second term that they'll, they're preparing her for something like that. I don't think they're preparing her for this next term. You know, but there's well, yeah, a- I think yeah, I think they'd be stupid not to run if yeah. if 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 Biden runs again and wins, yeah. they'd be stupid not we'll, to run her. We'll, we'll never know what happened in 2016 though. Um, why Biden didn't? I mean, a lot of people say it was because of his son, and, and I have every reason to believe that that's the case. But was it really true that that uh, Obama cut that deal with Hillary? To you know, you, you know, we'll never know that. But I, I think what happened is when his son died. You know, I think that obviously anyone losing a son that's horrible. So yeah, you know, I I don't see where I, I can understand his head not being in it. You know, in 2016 for sure. But but I always wonder if that deal was truly cut that he made the deal with Hillary. You know, yeah, you're going to get secretary of state and I'm going to get two terms and then, then it will be your turn. So. I don't know. Interesting. All right. But that was our presidential trivia segment sponsored by uh, United Cigars. 
Um, so let me put up the contest again for people who may uh, who, who may have not have seen it, but we are giving away tonight. Um, I don't have it up. That's not good. Uh, we're giving away. <laughs> Here we go. Um, let's try this one more time. All right, we are giving away this Trinidad prize pack, and it's coming up now. Um, soccer ball, charger speaker, cap, flag. All you got to do is on the Trinidad Spirit 2 tell me the um, tell me the rapper varietal. Now the rapper is Brazilian, okay? And um, there are plenty of different types of Brazilian rappers. There's plenty of different types, but there's not a lot of types. So you can easily Google this or go to Coop. It's always on Coop. Uh, and it, did I say the hashtag was Brazil? Honestly, Coop, I was dealing with the tech <laughs> issues. I don't know. Okay. Hashtag Brazil. Hashtag Brazil. If, if, if whatever it is, uh, you'll get that one. If it, if it was the other one, I won't discount you. I'll, I'll go back and check it. I just don't want to take time. <laughs> so I, I usually write it down, and I didn't do it tonight. So, uh, yeah, you can hashtag it Brazil. And, uh, yeah, I think it was Brazil. The name of the rapper varietal. So you just can't say Brazilian, right? Um, I, hey, I'm going to give a hint, okay? It's not the Laranja rapper. All right, so it's a hint. All right, so again, you put that in the stream, uh, and you'll have a chance to win. Sounds good. All right, um, get we'll get back to these races here. Um, let's pull back up. We'll see. We haven't hit a lot of um the congressional races yet. Um, There's not a lot of data yet. Really no, it's not a lot. Uh, let's. Hey, I just want to mention a race that has been really. Man, did I call it or did I call it? We can call the state of Texas. <laughs> we, we didn't call. So, so Greg Abbott has been reelected to a third term. He has. Okay. Sixty-three percent reporting they are calling in for Beto. Beto, you got to restrict your strategy, brother. That's all I got to tell you. Oh, and look at this. I'm looking I'm looking good on my double digit call too, man. Fifty-five percent of the votes to forty-three percent. I'm looking good on my I'm looking good on my call. The uh interesting. Man. You you are looking good with that one. Um they're they're calling California for uh for Gavin Newsom with zero percent reporting. <laughs> that was like on, that was like on a, the map that I'm looking at. That was hilarious. Like Zero percent reporting. They're calling hey, it for hey, They so. called the LA. Have they called the LA mayoral race yet? I know that one is one. That's the one I'm been looking at right now, very closely on that one. Uh that's between Karen Bass and Rick Cruz. I think Karen Bass will win that election pretty easy. Just so you know, I'm not predicting any upset there. But uh, the LA mayor's race is always an interesting one, to say the least. Um, on that, uh, you know, by the way, they said at 11 o'clock, Cap California was won by Democratic candidate Gavin Newsom. They, I, I think they counted like one vote and just said, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, that's it. It's never, he's never going to come back from this. Yeah. Um, it, but boy, oh boy, it looks like the Georgia votes have stalled. So I'm wondering now what's happening if they're getting the absentees or whatever, because it's just, it's just at a standstill at that 74%, 74.9%. Yeah. Um, and Pennsylvania, no change there either. Um, that's kind of going pretty, uh, pretty easy right now. I know we want to dive into Congress here, but just, just to go back to governor races for just a second, this Mm -hmm. is something we didn't touch on earlier. Uh Um, 
the race that really has me intrigued too, and it hasn't been called yet, is, is Maine. Janet Mills and Paul LePage. Was Paul LePage a former governor? Yes. Yeah, he was a former governor until he was running again. Yes, and it's it's really it it, it would uh, it was supposed to be a lot closer, which I didn't really understand. So he was he uh like it was supposed to be a really really close race, and and it's actually looking less close, obviously, as kind of things come in. But the uh, the interesting thing about the main race was that he uh LePage has completely changed like his focal points like on campaigning like he when he uh when he was in office like he was focused on he focused a lot on certain certain just certain issues and he completely abandoned those issues for this campaign he went more pro business less taxes um basically like going like almost like kind of you know what politics should be but but going more old school like going after what you know Mills was not able to accomplish with her time in office. Uh huh. And I mean, I mean, and I think they they had it a lot closer. I I just didn't I didn't see Paul LePage getting close, and, and it looks like so far I'm looking good on that. Yeah. But but they I mean USA Today had, had I wrote a really nice piece on that on that election. They just they had Paul LePage coming in closer. I thought, and I was like, really? Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. It was just a, it was just an interesting race. Yeah, Pennsylvania has been called for Shapiro. Shocker! Wow, good call. Well, Nick. well, it was a shocker that 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 one that one a lot of people thought was a much closer race. So right, yeah. But I am shocked, Bear. I am sitting here. There is almost fifty percent of the votes in, and I am shocked they have not called New York for Kathy Hochul. I don't remember the last time a New York gubernatorial race has been out there for this long. Um, in a long, probably since the time Pataki beat Cuomo. I mean, that's how Lee Zeldin, but, but, but there's a sizable margin for Hochul 58.12 to 41.88, which is telling me there's, there's probably the upstate vote still coming in for New York on that one. I am shocked. It's a sizable lead, but they're not calling it for, for Hochul yet. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm shocked on that. Um, and by the way, the other one, uh, Chris Sununo easily won in New Hampshire, uh, beating a uh, Tom Sherman. So I don't I don't think that's a surprise there. Um, and by oh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, got elected governor of Arkansas. Oh, yeah, okay. by a pretty sizable margin. Well, how about that? Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, good for Sarah. Good for Sarah. Congratulations to Sarah. I mean, anything she had to do, the job she had to do, right? Second, I don't second generation. Yeah. I, a horrible job to have, like, is be a press secretary like that, you know, for any president, right? So good job by Sarah um, on that. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have a feeling one way or another, except, you know, she, you know, like anyone who does, that's a good job. All right. Um, you want to get to some of these other races? Um, yeah, let's dive into Congress. So, yeah, um, we, yeah, we have uh, just looking here at the Senate board. Has Ohio been called yet for the Senate? I'm looking to see. Uh, if I-, uh, I can tell you in a second. I'm just looking at the House. Give me yeah. a second. Yeah. Uh, Clo- it's still close. No. But 
so that's a big one. That's uh, Tim Ryan and JD Vance, and Vance is up fifty three point five nine to forty six. Vance has made a man, Vance made a comeback, dude. Early on, when uh, with when poll when polls were starting reporting, yep. J, uh, Tim Tim Ryan was up. Yep. Yeah, but it's eighty seven percent, and it's only seven points, and there may be a lot of the cities coming in with Ohio on that one. So yeah. I, that one may not be you on. Know, they're they're not calling that one yet. They haven't called Wisconsin either. Ron Johnson holding a very slim margin over. That's a, a lot of people are looking at that as a very big race. Um, that is fifty point seven eight to forty nine point two two. That is a that it's one as close as you can get. That's as close as you can get right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that a lot of people did see that as a potential. Uh, if Mandela Barnes could could actually uh, pull that one off, uh, and upset Ron Johnson. Uh, there's a lot of talk on that one. Um, this is what I love about politics. Idaho has been called yeah. for the, by the way, the greatest name in political history, Mike Crapo. Mike Crapo, <laughs> greatest name in politics. Wait, wait, what is he? And what's he running for? Not Senate, he's right? Senate? No, he's running for Senate. Why is Idaho not showing up on my list? Idaho is. Uh, okay, it's not showing. It's interesting. It's not showing up. I'm nine percent, nine percent reporting coop, and he's losing right now. And they called it for him. <laughs> oh God, it, that's totally living up to his name, Mike, Mike Crapo, <laughs> over David Roth. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's Mike losing. He's, he's losing. Mike Crapo is losing, but he's been called the. They've called him the, the winner. winner. The winner, only nine percent in. Oh man, I'm sorry. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know anything about. It. I gotta I gotta be honest. I don't know anything about him. But that's yeah. the greatest name in, in politics. Yeah, that's the greatest name in politics. Got a, a he, he. I hope he runs for president one day. Like I I, I seriously, it's great. It's Mike Crapo. I don't know anything about him, and I, that's that that's really unusual for me. I, I at least know who people are. I literally do not know who this guy is. But it's the greatest name. It's the greatest name in politics. I'm looking yeah. him up now. Mike We're gonna Crapo. do this. We're gonna Mike, do a quick bio. We're doing a quick bio search on this. I'm oh, Mike Crapo. Anyone is is Sean on? Does he could he give us any intel on Mike Crapo? He is the incumbent, and he's been there since 1999. How do I not know this guy's name? Mike Crapo. Wow. You pick here if he ran for president. President Crapo. I mean, I hope he runs for. I hope he. Runs I, for he got to run for president, Mike. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh. He's been he's been in the Senate seat since 1999. He served in the he served in the House from 1992 to 1999. So he's been. Politics for quite a bit of time. How have I never heard this man's name? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have failed our audience, Coop. But it's it's the greatest name in politics. I don't care. His brother is also a lawyer, Terry Crapo. Yeah. They have a law firm in Idaho Falls. Crapo and Crapo? Holden Kidwell Hahn and Crapo. <laughs> God, he must have caught so much. You think crap. someone came up with a cigar? Crap in college. Maybe he does a cigar called Crapo. Comes up with a cigar oh, brand uh, called Crapo. Oh, man. 
Who blended, who blended from? <laughs> oh, man, we could get really in trouble. Um, yeah, it's funny. Sorry. Oh, I don't right. know. I don't know. How, dude, I've been watching elections for. How did I miss this guy? I guess he went. Well, he wins with fucking 9% of the party. You don't even look. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's how, that's how, that's how you, win. It's crazy. They, they called it at like 11 too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you were talking about a state that like you call when, the, like when the election, when the ballots close, that hasn't been called yet with 15% reporting Utah. Yeah. Mike Lee, Mike Lee is running against, there's no democratic candidate, by the way, this is what? comical. You know, yeah, that is, even though I that's Utah. I started, that's that's just how Utah rolls, you know, man. There is a interesting thing though about Salt Lake City. I've been hearing it's getting more and more blue in Salt Lake City in the last um ten years. So it, you know, I've heard a lot of uh, I and, and I've heard this you know, um surprisingly there's there's it's it, there's a lot of liberal people moving to Utah. Uh, I'll just yeah. Wow. This is, this is how this is how red though Utah is when it comes to central. The challenger Evan McCullen is not affiliated with the party. He is yeah. listed as unaffiliated. Yeah. Like like straight up independent, not green, not libertarian, not socialist, like nothing. He is un- he is straight unaffiliated. Yeah. Well, Bear, we were talking. I want to flip to a governor back for a second. Um, we were talking about candidates that just have been losing elect- big elections. How about Charlie Crist? Oh yeah, yes. beaten, beaten. Um, he was beaten for the go- like he was, you know, beaten for governor sent and now twice and senator. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, he ran. He's been beaten at for these major state offices as a Republican, a Democrat, and an Independent. I think he needs to pick a new job, man. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think he needs a uh, Charlie. Charlie. Uh, I mean, he. He was in. He's he was in Congress, right? I was mm-hmm. he, still, but he's not able. Yeah, now he can't run for Congress. I think because he, he ran for governor. But yeah, boy, oh boy, um, Charlie Chris has taken some beatings too, and he took a beating tonight. So. I just want to get that one in because I actually forgot to make because Charlie's another one. I just think uh, he needs to find another job uh, or take a break. Uh, Todd Young, Indiana, been called. Uh, and then Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul was uh, reelected, re-elected by, by a pretty big margin. 61%. Uh, yeah. Todd Young was in there. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm looking at Senate races here. Um, Nevada hasn't no, none of the results have coming from Nevada, and that's a Adam Lexholt and Catherine Cortez Masto. Um, Masto's the one who took over for Harry Reid. Um, that's that's considered a hot one of the hot, pivotal ones right now. Um, what I'm seeing for the Senate right now is 45 have been called for Democrats and 45 have been called for Republicans. I mean, so that's what the seats are right now, based on what's called. Uh, if we go to the House, um, what is Republicans 151, Democrats 90. Uh, Democrats, I mean, Republicans don't get too excited because the West Coast is very, the West blue states is still to come in on here. 
So, so yeah, that's going to, that's going to change. But, uh, but you know, I think that's just the way it's going right now. Um, I guess I'm looking at a couple of these. Um, so back to what I was saying about Florida early on, uh, I wanted to mention one thing, the 18th district in Florida, uh, which is saying, well, why am I talking about the 18th district? It was one, uh, by a guy by the name of Scott Franklin. Uh, he beat a Democrat called Keith Hayden. Uh, he lapped Keith Hayden with like 75 to 25, basically. But it, 90, and that's that's done because 99% of the precincts are in. But do you know who Scott Franklin beat in the primary? No. Eddie Tarazona. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just Eddie. Eddie just didn't come out of the gate at all. Eddie just didn't come out. Four, of, he finished fourth, right? I think he finished fourth. Yeah, I don't even know if he raised any money. I, I shouldn't say it because I don't know, but but yeah, that was. I Scott Franklin's a pretty popular congressman in that part of the state, so clearly he won with seventy five percent of the vote. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and I'll just say this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Communication is a key thing with me, and Arizona's communications from a cigar industry standpoint were, were lacking, right? So how can I expect you to communicate with the masses? That's just my logic here, right? I mean, just you're not very open with your communications as far as, you know, your cigars. So, um, Bill Posey keeps his seat, another friend of the cigar industry. Yeah, Bill Posey, uh, very, and you know, he's been a, behind a lot of the exemption stuff, and has been a big uh, support. You know, the interesting thing I was also talking about that Senate race down there with Rubio won, and they're both saying DeSantis and Rubio carried Miami-Dade County this year, which is very unusual. Wow, that normally those are blue counties, um, and I'm sure people in the industry could tie in a little more with that. So what do you, so what do you do if you're Marco Rubio? What do you do? Do you do you do you do you throw your hat in the ring against someone from your own state? I think I think I think this decisive victory has sealed the presidential run for DeSantis. I let's assume it does because he's also term limited, right? But does 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 Rubio maybe take a does Rubio move over and become a governor? See, I think Rubio likes being a senator. I don't think he would like being a governor, per se. It's all about timing, right? Yeah. We said we said this, right? We said this. We said this back in 16. It was too early for him. Yeah. So does he sit? Does he sit another one out? Let DeSantis take a run at it? Whatever happens there, happens there. I, I think he I think he would be crazy to get in the race with DeSantis. I think I, I and I don't think he will. Yeah, I think and I and I'm, I'm sure these guys have talked already. Um, yeah. so I I don't think I think he sits it out and I think I think Rubio has a longer career and I think he's gonna have a long career in the Senate for a while. I mean I think there'll be a run at another point. We'll see when he's older. You know, you know maybe twenty. You know if we look at twenty thirty two or something like that. Speaking of friends of the cigar industry, Kathy Castor, Democrat from Florida 14th, won sort her election. Friend. Sort of a friend, but yeah, she kind of became a friend after she screwed screwed everyone with S-chip years ago. 
but, hey, but man, yeah, everybody, everybody makes mistakes, man. Yeah. It's all about, gra- it's all about yeah. grace. Yeah. I remember Cigar Dave used to destroy her. Right. But I think a lot of people with that, like they just didn't understand the S chip thing back then. It was just, you know, back then there was no thing as cigar politics back then. Right. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So, I mean, there was, there was no, there was no cigar education. Right, they were Right. But she has, I think she's, you know, seen importance. I think she's seen it with her constituents, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is she she got reelected? I'm just looking yeah. to see. If you, okay. Now there's a yeah, big rate. James yeah. James Judge. Uh, she won it pretty decisively. I mean, 56 percent of the vote. I mean, yeah. a lot of Florida's House elections look to be in the 70s and 60s. Yeah. But it was one year she got challenged for that seat by a Republican, and I think she's in the Tampa area. And she got a. And I, after that's when she got the eye opener and started seeing. I gotta reach out and do something about my base. And I, that's when she started working with. Um, to support the exemptions and stuff like that. I think she saw the light, but cause she got challenged by some, like a former military person who came very close to unseating her in one of the, one of the uh, house seats. There's a, there's an upset going on for a house seat in New York. Uh, Sean oh, I was going to, I was going to, okay, go ahead. Sean Patrick Maloney. Uh, this was expected to be a, a, a hot seat. Sean Patrick Maloney, the incumbent uh, is down 54 Point seven four to forty five point two six to Michael Lola, and Sean Patrick Maloney. Uh, that's considered, even though it was a close race. I think that will be a seat that um, I thought may flip, you know, the other way, make up for the Bowbear loss. I don't know if they've called Bowbear's loss yet. I'm looking to see if they called that. Talking about New York in the House. Yeah, New York in the House. Well, you know, a lot of people thought Sean Patrick would hold on to that one. Um, that's why. So that's considered somewhat of a, uh, you know, I think it's a, I mean, they expected that one. To, I had that one as one of the races to look at. Which, which race? I'm sorry. Which New York, what? New York 17th. It hasn't been called yet. Are you saying it's been called? No, it hasn't been called yet. Okay. Nor has the Lauren Barbero race been called yet either. That's close. Uh, and, and- uh, yeah, very polar, very polarized. Speaking of New York, very polarizing congressperson, congresswoman, New York 14th has been one has won re-election. We'll very easily. Him. I mean, this is her Cortez. third. Yeah, yeah, third term. Third term. Uh, very, very easily. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's. Uh, it's there's always there's always questions if she's got bigger ambition. Um. I'd love to see what what she could do in a in a statewide on a, a statewide election, but you know she's still young. I think she gets killed. I think she gets killed too. That's why I say that. Uh, you know the district she's in in New York is uh, you know it's just you could probably win that for the next twenty years. You know what? And maybe that's maybe that's her maybe that's her place in history, man. And yeah. maybe that's what her maybe that's what her place is. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you know, you can say that you can say yeah. that uh, a lot about like Bernie Sanders, for example. Yeah, yeah. Bernie, Bernie Sanders has done a lot for his constituency, yeah. right? You know, he's he's tried the na- and he's and he's done he's made waves at the national level too, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, say what you know. Again, say what you want about the man, whether you uh, align with him politically or not. But he's represented he's represented his constituency consistently and well, and that you know. Again, like him or hate him or whatever, you know, that's going to be that's, that's your choice. That's, that, that's going to be his place in history is. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was that was that was his that was his calling. That's what he yeah. was meant to do, and he and he did it, uh, you know, historically well. So yeah, yeah. But I I mean, I mean this this comment may not age well because I mean she, you know she could certainly do something later on as she as she gets older and uh, you know gains more uh, gains more influence politically and stuff. But I think yeah, I think right we talked about timing, right? If she if she went to in two years, is she? You know, in four years, if she runs for governor, or two, I, I think she just gets, I think she gets slaughtered. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I so. but again, it all depends on who they run against her, right? You, you, know, you know, Ed Koch tried to run for governor, and he was an immensely popular mayor, and his shtick just didn't work in outside the city. People didn't buy that shtick with him. He had a shtick, you know, and he ran. You know, how am I doing? He was Ed Koch, and then, uh, you know, he made that comment. I'll never forget. He said, "The suburbs—they're a joke." And he got Cuomo. Oh, went, yeah, he was in the primary. It was a big him and Cuomo had a huge rivalry. People don't realize the rivalry they had uh, It's probably one of the greatest political rivalries uh, that I remember in New York. I mean, uh, Koch beat him in the in the mayor race. And then four years later, Koch tries to run for governor and Cuomo gets it. And they were bitter rivals, those two. Even though they were technically the same party. They were technically both Democrats, but uh, but, you know, um, it's just, uh, you know, in New York, it's kind of interesting because this the Democratic Party is so splintered in New York. But whether they come together or not, it's very interesting. Interesting. Uh, so watching that one, um, another one, Rhode Island, Seth Magazina is leading over Alan Fung, 50.29 to 47, with 84.5% of precincts in. That's going a lot closer than people expected, too. Fung's putting up a... I don't think he'll win that one, though. You know, I'm not seeing a lot tonight that's making me indicate that that this is going to flip the House. I, I, I mean, especially when I'm looking at what's happening in Colorado right now. Yeah. I just don't... I, I Maybe the Senate flips tonight. We'll see. With one more, but but I I'm not I mean, are you seeing anything tonight? Because again, there's a lot of there's a lot coming in from the West Coast still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Utah is going to be all red, so you're going to keep you're going to keep all your Senate your your yeah. all your Congress seats in there. But you got Washington, Oregon, and California, Nevada, Arizona, and I'm going to say Arizona is now officially a blue state. The ironically, the western half of the state has been called red in Arizona. Yeah, but I mean, it's also one of the more least, it's the central part of the state that's the most populous. Sure. Okay, so, I mean, if you're going to Yuma, I can see Yuma, which is in the southwest part of Arizona. That's probably going to be red. Right. And I'll tell you why. Debbie Lasko and Paul Gosar both ran unopposed. They're both Republican. Interesting. Arizona eight and Arizona nine. Interesting. Uh, Ruben Gallego, Arizona three, on a uh, ran opposed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Thirty seven percent reporting he's winning eighty percent to eighty percent to nineteen. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not going to hold. He's probably going to finish in the seventies, but that's still disgusting. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. New Mexico is ha- New Mexico is looking to go completely blue. New Mexico is going to go, and the governor got reelected. 
as well. New Mexico's New Mexico's I would say very blue right now as a state. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean you got you got you know, in the big obviously the big if you look at New Mexico there's Albuquerque's really the big central Albuquerque Santa Fe is the big population base there. Uh, Las Cruces is a bleed over of um El Paso. El Paso. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just was pulling up a couple of other ones here that are worth looking at. I haven't gone back to the Senate races yet, so I haven't seen if anything's called. So, uh, as far as uh, there was another one I wanted to look at, uh, Iowa third. Um, so this is a this is okay. Here's a very interesting one going on in Iowa. Cindy Axney, the incumbent, is being challenged by Zach Nunn. And this is almost a statistical tie right now with 88% of the vote in. Um, and in fact, Zach Nunn, according to what I just said, just went ahead 50 to 0.11 to 49.89 with 92%. That just changed as I looked at that. That one is a critical race right now if, if they're going to pick up a seat. There, there's one that's going to be picked up there. And a lot of people thought Zach Nunn had a chance to win this. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um, why don't we, why don't we switch the great things that are happening here right now? I so, wanted to take it. I want to take a look at one more state. Okay. Go ahead. That's fine. So it looks like exception of Indianapolis, the entire state of Indiana for the house is going to stay red. Okay. Except what about Gary, Indiana, the Northwest corner? It's it's uh, undecided. They floating. they're talking about that. I mean, I'm looking at what that race is. Floating, floating blue. So it's you, floating blue. Flying, Merv, flying Mervin uh, against uh, Jennifer Ruth uh, Green. So and who's the Republican there? Jennifer Ruth Green. So there was a lot of talk that that was a hot race, and and why that's critical is that Gary Indiana is that Gary Indiana? Um, yeah. That is a very blue, but I'm looking at it and it looks like Mervin's going to win this. Right. Right. From what I'm seeing, but that there was a challenge. That's the one part of the state. That's very blue is that Northwest corner. That's Indiana. Number one, e- everything else um, has been pretty much. Uh, if except- you're Mervin and Carson, like how, like, how does that work, man? Like when your entire state is like, and like, this isn't like a state where like there's two congressional seats, yeah. like, there's a do- there's 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 a dozen districts nine in Indiana. There's nine con- there's nine yeah. congressional districts, and you're two you're two you're one of two that are on the other side of the aisle. Like yeah. man, what that's that's got to be weird. The other one's in seven, which is Indianapolis, right? Yeah, Carson. Yeah, yeah, Carson. Uh, Car- and that- Carson's already destroyed at sixty five percent. Yeah, that one's pretty obvious. It's nuts. Yeah. So yeah, it is fun. But, Two women Republican candidates both losing, by the way. Well, you know, I think there's been a little bit of a strategy going. I think that's, I, and I've seen. It, it seems like the Republicans have been trying to be a little more diversified this time with their, um, with who they're positioning into into some of these races. I think they're trying to do a better job with that. I think you've seen that with Fung in uh, Rhode Island and some of the other ones. So I, I think they have to do that. I think they're trying to get more diverse candidates in there to try to just you know win some of these seats. I mean, that's that's what you need to do. Well, in the case of Indiana, it didn't work. Yeah, 
Well, it didn't, but yeah, it didn't. But I'll tell you what, to get as if Gary Indiana is that close, that's very interesting to me. Yeah. That is very interesting to me. All right. Let's get to great things that are happening here. Unless you had any. No, that's good. Uh, all right. So I know you have a couple tonight, but great things are happening here. Sponsored by Tobacco Air USA, making some iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, Trinidad, and Aging Room. Tobacco Air USA, great things are happening here. All right. So this is where we talk about good news. Um, and we've been trying to keep it positive. I think for the most part, our audience has been doing a great job. Um, I Although I have to go back to the comments. By the way, if I catch your comment later and, and you violated the spirit, I will still ban you. So um, if I missed you, no, you're not going to get off. Now I have an easy way to pull comments out, by the way. Uh, but, Bear, you had two stories, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one over to you first. Sorry, Coop. Uh, yeah, so, uh, no, I, I found two stories that I was really I was really excited about sharing with uh, with everyone tonight. And... Uh, I think the um, the kind of they kind of play into a couple of things. So you know, we we talk about politics, right? And we talk about how they're you know there's a lot they're emotion it's emotionally charged, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of mudsling, a lot of generalization, you know, thrown around about politics in general. The same could be said about corporations, right? Yeah, you know, corporations catch a lot of flack. Uh, on both sides, right? You know, and and uh, but here's a here's a corporate corporation that's uh, that's really making a difference and doing it in a really super cool way. Uh, and that was with Honda. And so what Honda did was they designed a tiny electric car uh, for kids' hospitals, and the this allows little kids who are in the hospital. Uh, to drive to their appointments and x-rays and things like down hospital corridors and stuff. It's really super cool. Uh, and it's yeah. cute. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, that's a good one. It's really cool. Uh, it's, it's awesome. So it's at the Children's Health, uh, 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 Children's Health at Orange County, California. Uh, and Honda designed a way to kind of just reduce the anxiety for children who are, who are there for extended periods of time. And so this car will be driven around again, the corridors of this hospital by kids as they go from one appointment to the other. It's super cool. Absolutely. Super cool. Kids so, love that stuff too. Being, you know, and it's horrible being in a hospital. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's always something about driving a car down a hallway or something like, you know, something like that is like cool. Kids are so resilient, man. You hear, you hear these these incredible stories. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of just like this really touching story. He unfortunately, unfortunately, the kid didn't make it. You know, he lost his battle to to cancer. But there was this kid who uh, his name was Micah. And the called him Super Micah, and and he he was a huge fan of my college baseball team, my college's baseball team, TCU baseball. And so he kind of became like this kind of unofficial mascot as he was, as he was battling, as he was battling cancer. And, uh, I mean, this kid was just going through the worst of it. Coop. I mean, just yeah. the, I mean, I mean, really, really, you could tell, I mean, you could just see over time, like what the disease did to this kid. And, but every time, Every time he was at the baseball stadium, every time they did something with him special on the team, like this kid just lit lit up the room. 
and his energy was, you know, insatiable. And it was just, it, just a beautiful thing to see. Kids are resilient. And it's, it, it's stories like these, like, it's just really, it's just really beautiful, you know, but small things, you know, I mean, there's a lot, yeah, of, you know, absolutely. You know, Honda could have done a lot of things with money, but they didn't, you know, they, you know, they, they built a toy car for kids, you know, pretty cool stuff. So there's uh that was, that was one. Uh, the other one, did you want to go yours or do you want me to go back? Or you no, go, do you go do your second one. You can do your second one. Uh, well, wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be a great things are happening segment without uh, talking about our four-legged friends. Absolutely. And, Good job. Here. Uh, um, and bravo to the state of Alabama for opening up uh, this week, the nation's largest no-kill rescue shelter, which will save 5,000 dogs a year. So um, this is in Macon County, uh, Macon County Kennels, it's the largest no-kill rescue shelter in the United in the entire United States. It opened in Alabama. Uh, and the, there was a real big problem with actually over pet overpopulation crisis and actually geographically in this part of the in part of the country. It's bad everywhere, but it, it's really, really bad uh in the south uh in particular. So uh the whole the whole facility is renovated from an old Greyhound training center where they used to uh train yes, train greyhounds. And so, uh, so it's, so it's perfect as far as like, you know, area, amount of space and, you know, facilities and everything like that. So 5,000 dogs per year, uh, will make their way through, uh, through this, uh, through the snow kill shelter. And so, um, it's fantastic news. So that's uh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I like that. No, that's good. Always good. We have the four-legged friend stories. Great things are always happening here, man. When you're Absolute, talking about dogs, absolutely. All right, mine's mine is from a few weeks ago, right? But I don't. I think it happened since we did our last show, and this one really was interesting. Um, this is about a woman named Megan Warfield, um, who um, I want to say she's yeah in Maryland. Okay, um, she is she's a firefighter. Um, and she was involved in a multi-car crash, right? But the the gist of this is this is a this was Megan Warfield was nine months pregnant, okay? And I believe she was in this um this multi-car crash, uh, not related to her uh firefighter things. Um, but she was in this multi-car crash, and um, I'm gonna just put a picture up here because I want because this will set the stage for this. Um. So give me a second here and bear with me, but I want to just show you the position of this car here, and then I'll I'll finish the story here. So look at that. I mean, so that's Megan uh, in the lower right, and his car is flipped over, and there was a woman in that car that she felt she had to go save. Now, Megan was very, very pregnant. I mean, she was in, I want to say, the, you know, the end stages of nine months here, okay? And she got out of the um, the car to, ha- you know, her instincts as a firefighter, and she's going to help someone. And she goes and rescues that woman in in the, in the trapped car, um, all right? And, uh, you know, she gets, she get, basically ends up helping her, right? But that's not the whole story, right? Basically, the paramedics arrive, right? And uh, she, something didn't feel right. So she went to John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore to get herself checked out. 
And what happened is a few things is the accident actually induced her labor. Uh, so she probably knew yeah, something was going to say. Yeah, that's a, but the not a shocker. The scary part was uh, the induced labor actually knocked her baby into a uh, traverse or sideways position, which is not good. Um, and she was starting to really cramp bad. And, uh, you know, the good news is she gave birth to a healthy baby girl um, 24 hours after the crash uh, named Charlotte. So that was good. Um, and Great name. We, yep, Charlotte. Yep, exactly. Um, and, uh, ironically, uh, her boyfriend was one of the first, uh, on the scene, uh, who was one of the paramedics on the scene when that happened. Um, and, you know, she was basically, you know, she was interviewed about this afterwards and she said, you know, she must've been running on adrenaline at that point. I mean, that's an amazing story, baby. I looked at that picture and I'm like, you know, that, that's not like you're, Hey, are you okay in the, in the car? That, like, this was someone trapped in the car that she, she went and helped get out at, at the, like Uber pregnant. Um, Nuts. So, um, and, you know, thank God everyone is healthy um, and, uh, you know, everyone's healthy and everyone was OK there. But uh, I, I thought that was an amazing story when I saw that. And uh, I said that I got to share this one when it when it came up. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of good in this world and this is the good in the world. So those are great things that happen here segment. Always get the good news. One of our favorite segments we do. Thank you to Tobacco Air USA uh, for the support as well. All right, uh, I got some updates. Uh, Georgia, yeah, Georgia, Georgia governor's race wasn't called for Kemp. Uh, with eighty-five, I'm so shocked. Eighty-five point nine percent of the vote in. It's fifty-three point eight three for Kemp. Abrams forty-five point four eight. But I think that will close. I think that gap will close. But nonetheless, they are calling it for Kemp, and I, I think a lot of us thought that that one was going to go till tomorrow. Like, I think we didn't expect that. I mean, that was... A, I, thought, I thought Abrams was going to win. I, I thought Abrams was going to win, too. I thought Abrams was going to win, too. I thought it was going to be clo- a clo- I thought it was gonna be another close election. Um, If I'm Stacey Abrams, I run for a Congress seat in two years. Don't run for another statewide office for a while. Go to Congress. You, you, you'll you have your name out there. You'll, you, you, I'm sure you can run in a district or something. Find a district to run in and... Uh, She's... She's served. She has served her constituency well in the state representative. She's incredibly popular in yeah. her district. Oh, she's, she's so, but she's not a state rep anymore, right? No, right. I'm just saying, she, yeah, but she has been like right. she was incredibly popular. Yep, that's what that's what that's what put her in this position. Yep. Um. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, there so, were, there was there was there was talk about giving her the vice presidential nomination. Like, I mean, but there was, and but here's going to be the interesting thing: Kemp's term limited. Does she run? Does she say I'm going to run a third time? Like I actually think he might try. I think he shouldn't do that. I would. I wouldn't do it if I were her. She's lost too big. You know, this one was a bigger defeat than last time. But I think she's well, yeah. I mean, she, bear, she. She. I mean, they were. Yeah. I mean, it was. They were counting ballots, man, and yeah. recounting and recounting. They were recounting. Yeah, and you know, she still thinks she won that election. You know, she, she thinks she won that election. Well, she didn't win this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't win this one. Uh, 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 yeah, you've been decided. Uh, and Barry called this for Gretchen Whitmer. She won- She has been declared the winner of Michigan. Um, you know, Barry, there's a sup- you mentioned New Mexico. Michelle Lujan Grissom has not been called yet for governor yeah. um, on that one. 
with 70 percent it's interesting with mark ronchetti who's the republican challenger there the southwest gave us fits last time too we did this man when like dude like arizona like was just clearly yeah you know at a point and they were still not calling it yet we're just like there's fucking 95 percent of the fucking ballots have been counted and it's like still away yeah but when some of these votes you know they're so overwhelmingly go one way right uh, there's a close race going on in Oregon, which uh, I don't think I think this one's a lot closer than people thought. Uh, Tina Kotek uh, mm-hmm. is, is got a, a, a this is almost a statistical dead heat with Christine Drazen, 45.5 to 44.62 with 47.19 of the precincts counted. I don't think I think everyone thought that this was going to be Kotek was easily going to win the uh, keep. That's been a blue state for a while as from the gu- gu- gubernatorial goes. Yeah. So that's another one that's uh, a bit of I think that's a little bit of a surprise there. Uh, what's going on there? So, um, and the Wisconsin governor's race is pretty close right now. Tony Evers, uh, fifty point six two over Tim Michaels, uh, forty eight point six three with seventy seven percent. I don't think I think people thought Evers was going to win that one. Mm-hmm. So a little surprise there. Um, as far as some Senate updates go. Uh, I don't know if there's been any changes really with the Senate since we've seen that. So I think everything stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, or- Oregon and California called uh, for the Senate too. Uh, Ron Wyden for Oregon uh, and uh, Alex Padilla for California. Yeah. Padilla was expected. Uh, that was the old Kamala Harris seat. Um, this, this Pennsylvania one is very interesting still. Well, you know what's uh, interesting is Washington. Washington hasn't called that hasn't been called yet for Patty Murray. I mean, I thought that was an easy one. Yeah, with Tiffany. I mean, it looks still it still looks pretty easy, but like they haven't it, they haven't called it yet. Is there a state that has more like California and Washington seem to have the big most female politicians out there, and or maybe Oregon too? I'll put Oregon in it, but 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 there's a lot of like women in office in these in these states. I mean, they, women do very well out in those West Coast states. Yeah. Patty Murray's been a senator for a long time. Uh, you know, they've so that, that's an interesting one as well. Um, I don't know. Is Washington running for gubernatorial this time? I didn't see if Washington had a gubernatorial one or not. Uh, no. OK, so Washington doesn't. Washington, no, Montana, North Dakota, uh, uh, Indiana, Missouri, Kentucky, Mississippi, Louisiana. Virginia, North Carolina. The Minnesota no governor governor's race. race hasn't been called either. Yeah, it has. Oh, it has. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yes, Tim Waltz did. Uh, I'm sorry. I looked at that. I was looking at the wrong thing. Illinois got called like three hours yeah, ago. Pritzker was, was expected to easily win that one. He's, he's from what I, from all my understanding of that. It's a lot is, closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be 60. I thought yeah. he was going to hit 6% of the vote. Yeah, um, I thought so too. Um. Kathy Hochul I mean, has been called in New York, could. by the way. Just there that. we go. Finally, that is a long. I that one. Wait, where, where, where are you getting that? Uh, you, where am I getting that? Yeah, Fox. Okay, I'm looking at AP. Sorry. Okay, Fo- yeah, Fox called it. Um, Fox is usually pretty conservative, by the way, calling stuff. You can say what you want about them. Um, I just no, think, they're no, they're no, their election, their election result. Their they election are. They do not. They really they. Good. They they are very they don't want to be caught with that. Um, I I can say a lot of things about Fox I don't like, but but they are careful with that. But they called no it. like no Fox's election coverage is outstanding. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah. 
But Lee Zeldin, I didn't see. I mean, this is 54.2 to 45.8 with 79. That's exactly how I saw this one going down. I mean, it was about that margin. I, I did not. Uh, people were talking about Lee Zeldin actually getting that governorship. I, I did not see it. I just I'm um, going by my experience in New York. New York has elected Republican governors, but it's there's weird circumstances. If Cuomo was running again, it might have been a different story because I think they were sick of him and they were ready to throw him out of there. Um, but um, yeah, so that that's another one right now. Um, uh, I'm going back. I wanted to see what that Colorado because the bow bear race has really got me interested right now. Uh, U.S. Senate, Pennsylvania, Fetterman still uh, holding a tight lead over Oz. Yeah, and it seems like that. I don't, and there's a lot of votes to still be counted with that one. Um, I I think it depends if if those are votes like if it's Philadelphia, Oz is done. If the Philadelphia votes haven't been counted, Oz is done. Let's check. Yeah, Philadelphia has not been called yet. It's leading. That's what I'm saying. Philadelphia. I mean, it will go ninety percent for 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 uh in Philadelphia. I'm telling you, it's it's Philadelphia. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and Erie too look like they're going with Fetterman. Yeah, Pittsburgh is blue. It's not quite as blue as. Philly is though, but Philly's very blue. I mean, you're talking one of the largest cities in America, so that's why I think Oz is in some trouble with that one. I don't think he's going to flip that seat um, at all. I don't think that one's going to flip. Um, what I'm seeing right now, uh, House the House election, it's 168 to 115 for the Republicans. But again, the West Coast is still coming in with that, and the Senate is at 45-45. Um, and they got that means they got to win six more races. Um, now I'm going to look at this. Bear with me for a second here. So you got Murkowski with Alaska that could probably get win that one. So that would be one. Um, Warnock, let's say Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker would have to probably win two. Ted Budd would win three. Um, I think they got to win Nevada for four. Pennsylvania, I assume, is lost. Um, I'm going to say Ron Johnson to five. It, it's going to be tight to get this back. It's going. I think this is going to be very tight for the Republicans right now. I think a lot. I think something, something's going to happen. It has to happen unusual. I mean, do you see? I don't see this flipping. I, th- I think it could stay 50-50. do you think on that? Did you go mute again? Did we? Yeah. Okay. The, some of the things just didn't fall the way that I thought it was. I thought it was going to be. I, I think Walker. I, 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 I don't thought, think Walker I, holds it. In, and I don't think he holds it in Georgia either. That's why I'm saying that. No. Well, I think Ted Budd will hold. But Ted Budd will get it. But that was a Republican seat to begin with that they're right. trying to fill. I think Ted Budd will pull out North Carolina. It's 95 percent right now. And I'm surprised. I mean, it would really have to flip at this point for Sherry Beasley. It, I think it's very hard for them to do. I mean, I think that big election, of, I think Nevada's, which I haven't seen any results come in from. Have you seen anything from Nevada reported yet? Nothing from, yeah. nothing from Nevada. Black Salt's going to have to unseat Masto if they have any shot. Because I don't think Fetterman's going to lose the Senate seat. I think Senate, I think Fetterman's going to get that seat. It looks like Ron Johnson is going to, is, is holding on for his life though in Wisconsin too. 
All right. Um, do we want to kind of do our other topic and come back to this, or is there anything else you wanted to hit right now? As long as I need doing? to step away for just a second. Okay, so, so I'll chat for a minute while people are um are um better, better. Well, bear steps away. All right. So guys, just you know, uh, a very full week on Primetime uh, Network this week. Um, if you caught Monday night, uh, Dave Burke and I, uh, we are continuing our Rolling Stone Top 500 Countdown. We did songs 100 to 51. Um, and just so you know, that was Jukebox episode 83. We're going to finish up the Rolling Stone list next Monday with Jukebox 84. Um, and so we'll finish up the Rolling Stone list because we've been doing it for a year. So we want to just get this one over with. So we're going to do uh, a show next Monday for Jukebox. Um, as far as the next special edition goes, our next show will be the 29th of, of November. And uh, that will be uh, probably the baseball show at this point. Where we're just um, a couple. We have a couple iffy people, but there will be a show on the 29th. Uh, for special edition number 131. Tomorrow night um, on, uh, we're going to bring back the uh, Smoking Syndicate Roundtable. And on the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable, uh, we will have, uh, we will be featuring the Garona Cigar, Yorona Cigar by um, Adventura. So that will be, uh, we'll have the Cigar Coop Coalition in the house, and we will uh, go through the Garona um which was a uh, release from Adventura Cigars this year. We'll be smoking it and giving our opinions on that. So that will be tomorrow night, which is Wednesday the 9th. And then on primetime episode 249, which will air on Thursday, uh, Fred Rui of Illusioni Cigars will be on. As far as what, what we're doing with Fred is we will be uh, talking Illusioni. But we're going to do, we're going to have McRibs that night. Um, so for all you people who hate McRibs, I'll, I'm looking forward to you guys tuning in and seeing your creative comments on it. But we are all planning on eating McRibs that night, and we will also be covering the best and worst fast food meals. So you'll have a chance to tell us, you know, if you think the McRib is a bad fast food meal, um, to, to feel free and do that. So we have a full week this week um, because next week and the week after, like after that jukebox show, I will be traveling uh next week and then it's thanksgiving the following week so like i said we'll be having we have a lot of shows this week but we're gonna have a couple of a, a small break um prime time episode 250 a milestone episode um which is going to be on december 1st so we always like to bring on a uh, a a really good guest um you know something to kind of commemorate the milestone of 250 uh, and this is going to be a, this is a guest we've had on before, and it's kind of ironic. You know, people say this is kind of ironic, but he is a good guest, um, and I'm looking forward to it. It's Charlie Minato of Half Wheel is slated for December 1st for that episode 250. So it is. I don't get a chance to talk to Charlie, you know, at the trade shows or anything like that. We tend to only be able to talk on these shows, but if you know, that's always a good show. Charlie's got a lot to say, so. You'll want to stay tuned as far as I go. So we have a bunch of primetime shows uh, coming up. Um, let me also, as long as we're doing, we're waiting for Bear. Um, and I want to mention, um, of course, our, our sponsor, uh, Michael's Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. 
with two convenient locations in Euless, Texas, just a quick jaunt from the DFW Airport in Keller, Texas. Michael's Tobacco stands a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its ever-growing accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and now has made Michael's a family fan by having his son Bob join the ownership force. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay for their respective communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, home, one, or just a desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect cigar rating with an exquisite beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details on a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but a the perfect blend of Texas hospitality and the days of yore. So we're, uh, while Bear is uh, taking care of business, it looks like the Democrats have actually wrapped up another race in the Senate. So it's gone to 46 to 45. I've not seen who flipped, who won a seat. I'm just kind of looking at this um, to see if there was someone who won it that I wasn't expecting. So, uh, but some, but there was a seat. It looked like... Um, I'm not sure who won that extras, but now it is at 46 to 45. Uh, so that means with four, the Democrats can hold on um, to four more seats uh, in the Senate. So if you look at this, Mark Kelly is leading over Blake Masters. I don't think Mark Kelly will lose the um, Mark Kelly will not lose the Arizona Senate uh, race. He will be reelected. So that's going to be one for the Democrats. Um the Georgia one is still up in the air, although I and I think Georgia goes, I think Georgia goes blue and North Carolina goes red. So, um, you know, assuming Warnock kind of can pull this one out over Walker, that would be two. Uh, Nevada is still not to be called. Pennsylvania Fetterman, he gets that. That's going to be three. Uh, Patty Murray gets it four. So there you go. I mean, if Patty Murray, um, Fetterman, and uh, and uh, I'm sorry, Fetterman and um, Mark Kelly all kind of hold on. That's three more. And it means the Warnock race could really decide the Senate uh, for all practical purposes there. So um, this is a very close race, I'm, you know, as far as that goes. Um, I think I think I said I don't think I, I think we're going to see a same Congress for the next two terms at this point, because I do think as far as the House goes, um, as far as the House goes, um, it's 170 to 116. I, like I said, I think this West Coast slide is going to come in and you're going to see a lot more like races called in the West um, in, in, in those California, Oregon, Hawaii uh, things right now, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, if there's a Congress race that uh, is the one I'm really shocked at, uh, Adam Frisch holding a 51.59 lead over Lauren Bobert. The uh, over 40 who has 48.41 percent of the vote. Uh, Adam Frisch is pulling off, I think, uh, a potential major upset here. So, Bear is coming back here right now. Hey, Bear, I'm calling it. I think the Democrats hold the 50 seat majority based on what I think. I've seen. You're, I, I think you're right. I don't think I, I looked at the scenario. The only way it doesn't is if her, I think the Herschel Walker race is going to be the deciding factor here. I think it's the it's going to come down to the Herschel Walker race, um, because I looked at this bear, and they have they've now won forty. They're now declared winners in forty of holding forty six seats. Here is my logic: Mark Kelly holds on in Arizona. That's one. Um, um, we don't know about Nevada yet. 
But Fetterman is two. Pat, Patty Murray's going to hold Washington. Oh, Patty Murray is going to hold Washington. There's three. You're at 49. Um, and I'm going to assume that Masto holds Nevada. Right? But and, uh, but and Hawaii, too. Hawaii's going to go blue, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Hawaii. I forgot about Hawaii. Hawaii's gonna, I, I don't see any way we pick up. Um, I don't see any way we're going to pick up six seats at this point. We. I say we. The Democrats. I'm out. I'm out. Wait, someone just got called for Republican with 46. There was someone just someone just got called as a Republican as we were talking. So I'm trying to see who it was. Alaska. Murkowski got called. Did Murkowski get called in Alaska? No results yet. Okay, it wasn't. From what I'm seeing. Um I'm at 45. Fox said now 46. I'm trying to see, but they didn't say who 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 flip who got flipped. Um who got it rather. So I don't know who got it. Um, I mean, I see South Dakota on this list. Um, that was no surprise. Was Kansas. Maybe it was Kansas, but some, they have 46 right now. I'm, I'm Kansas is on my map on AP and they're still saying 45. All right. Let me see what, so, Kansas, what Fox was. It, was, was it Wisconsin? Was it Ron Johnson? Um, no, they called Moran for Kansas. Fox called Moran for Kansas. That was what it was. Okay, I'm still at 45. All right, but yeah, that should that yeah, but that wasn't a flip, is what I'm saying either. Okay. It's saying like they're saying 46, 46 on Fox, but they called Moran on yours. Oh wait, yeah. uh, Bud got called. Bud just got called. That's what happened. Oh, North Carolina. There you go. There you go. Bud got called. So. Sherry Beasley has been, and I'm gonna say this was this, you know, she, she, it was much closer than we thought, just so you know. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, she was an interesting candidate, Bear. I think she was a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways for the state. Again, I'm not, I'm just keeping the politics out of it, but uh, but yeah, Ted Budd, but that was that wasn't a flip seat. Ted Budd kept that one for the Republicans. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what happened. So we're at forty six, forty six. I still think it's tough. I still think it's going to be tough for them to win five more seats at this point. Hawaii was won, by the way, by Brian Schatz just a, a couple of minutes ago. And Oregon was won by Ron Wyden. Uh, I don't know if he meant. So I, I think I, I still uh, – Nevada and, and Nevada and Georgia are going to be what decides the Senate, I believe. Uh -huh. Because I don't see anyone else – I don't see any upsets happening at this point. They would have to win both of those seats to get it. Very interesting. As we you know get to the end of the show, it's interesting. What did you think? I mean, what did you think the, in in Georgia was going to happen? Did you, did you think Herschel Walker was going to pull it out? Did you no, think he was gonna I think Roanoke's going to win it. Okay. I do, but I'm just shocked at the voting pattern. Again, I go back with the voting pattern. Kemp won. I mean, that could still close out of it. But, you know, I looked at, like, Florida and how DeSantis and Rubio reflected each other so much. And in Georgia, it was not the case. So there had to be people who voted for Herschel that, you know, didn't vote for um, – I mean, there had to be people who voted for Kemp that didn't vote for Herschel. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty crazy. Now, now, what happens in Georgia? Is there a runoff again if they, if no one gets fifty percent? Is there a runoff, or am I wrong on that? It's only for governor. It's only for governor. It's only for governor, it's right? Not for senate. So, right. so 
but I, I still, I mean, I'm going by, you know, historical patterns of how the returns have come in. And typically Georgia, remember Georgia, how we thought Trump won Georgia and we got off the air. And then what happened? All those votes came in from Georgia uh, for Biden. That's why I think that Herschel needed to have a bigger lead here, like kind of like how Ted Budd had the lead here. So I, 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 like I said, I thought I thought this was going to be a blue blue sweep for Georgia. I really did. I really did. It's been close, you know, um, and we could talk, you know, you, you know, and I think inflation is the biggest issue right now. Um, and inflation is going to be the biggest presidential issue. It's going to be a you know, big issue um, going into um, the presidential election for sure. But we're not seeing a big flip in, in the Senate is, or, or the House is going to be will be interesting to see how it's still a lot of seats to be decided. But I still think the House is going to I think they're going to it's going to maybe the, the Republicans close the gap a bit. But I think they hold, I think the, the Democrats are going to hold that one. But it's going to be close. Which I, I am like I said, I'm, I'm shocked right now what I'm seeing. Uh, the the Republicans are up one seventy three to one twenty one in in the House. Oh, another one. Uh, there was another big race call that we didn't talk about. Jen Kiggins won Virginia. Now that was another interesting one. Um, Jen Kiggins. Um, I believe that's a seat that flipped, and she beat Elaine Luria. Um, and that's been that's been called for Jen Kiggins. Which district? Uh, Virginia 2. So I think Luria, that's a state. Not She knocked out an, oh, that's right. she knocked okay. out an incumbent. There. So that is a that is one. Like I said, that, you know, I'm looking at the I'm trying to look at that New York one. And that New York race is really tight between Lola and Maloney. If, if they could flip, that's another one. They can flip that one. The Republicans, that, that's another win. Interesting stuff going on. All right. Um, one. What? Virginia too. Is that is that Norfolk? I believe that's Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. Yeah. I believe that's Northern Virginia. Wow. Wow. I don't. I'm looking to see where it is. Uh. So that is. Oh no, that's Virginia Beach area. So that's Easter. That's uh, that's the that's that's over by the uh, that's over in the eastern part of the state. Right. Norfolk. Right. Yeah. So the way if you look at Virginia, um, the north part of the state from like D.C. to Richmond is very blue. Uh, and then Peterburg, south of Richmond is, is blue in that central part. But the western part of the state, Roanoke, which is Harrisonburg. Uh, Winchester, very red, like, but it's it's also the least populated. And then that Norfolk, Virginia Roads area is like a mix. It's 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 a little red, but the more populated areas are blue. But that that's I think that's an upset uh, somewhat in Virginia. I'd still say, you know, because Virginia Beach that that could be a little per that's still a, a win for the Republicans there, no matter how you look at that. And that was considered one of the uh, one of the uh, big races there. 
But this, I'm telling you, this New York race, Lola and Maloney, I'm paying very close attention to it. It's 50, Lola's at 53 over 0.23 over 46.77. Um, I lived in that area, that New York 17th district. Um, that for folks who don't know about that area, uh, that is the Poughkeepsie Newburgh area of New York state, uh, which is located about 75 miles north of the city. Uh, that's former IBM country, uh, is what it is. So they, that's an area that's undergone a lot of changes over the years. Um, I'd still say it was more blue for a long time, but it's, uh, you know, but that's a, that's a big, yeah, it's, it's not an unpopulated area of New York either. So that's at 90, Lola at 94.16. They have not called it for Lola yet, which is telling me probably Newburgh, which is a very blue city. It's still got a lot of votes still to go. But that's that that would be a, a big upset if Maloney loses that. So I don't know why Nevada is not reporting anything. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. I mean, they haven't reported anything. Yeah, it's come oh, on, Nevada. Get get on the program. Eleven o'clock central, uh yeah. nine o'clock. I mean it's two hours. The polls closed yeah. two hours ago. Get something on the board, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Colorado with the Bow Bear race, but it's been at seventy seven percent for a while. I don't know what they're doing. I got a question for you before we move into another segment here. But in, in Texas, how do you what is the what is the mechanism to vote? Is it by paper or machine? That's technically both. So, but OK, so, so you get so you get a you get a you get a ballot. Yep. You get a, a paper, paper ballot. ballot you stick right? it into a machine. You vote digitally it, and then it prints out your choices and then you stick it into the machine. Into okay. a machine to count. Okay, so ours is ours is even more primitive. Uh, we get a sheet. We 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 fill it in right with your with your number with your pen, uh, and then you take it over and it's scanned. So the ballots are all paper, but then they're scanned in, right? Now, when I lived in New York and New Jersey, there were machines we used. I mean, we used electronic machines to do this stuff. And I remember when I moved to North Carolina, I was shocked to see paper ballots. I felt like we were going back in there. Um, but th the problem is the way why New York, why North Carolina does it like that is no one can say that you couldn't vote because the machines down, you know, because it's only the machines are only used to count votes in North Carolina. So yours is yours is more hybrid. Yours is a little more hybrid than and then yeah, than, yeah. It's about it's about as new tech as you can get. There's just a physical ballot that yeah. your hand that you're handed. Uh, I like the fact I, I I'll tell you that I like it, Coop, because I'll tell you why, because it, it makes me feel like it's not going into oblivion. I'm given a sheet of paper. I punch my ballot. I take my ballot and I put it into a computer to yeah. to, to tabulate. Yeah. It doesn't go into a box for someone else to pull out, maybe yeah. mishandle, you know, right? Yeah. I, I, I like from just from a personal standpoint, like I'm not here. To, I'm not trying to like spout like, you know, election fraud. Yeah stuff i'm not saying that at all but from a personal standpoint like i feel good about this process because i'm given a paper i put i cast a vote i take that paper and i put it in to detabulate it not somebody else right right i like well, that personally by the way according to jay davis and fake alan rubin uh there is a december 6th runoff in georgia so i'm going to trust that they're right on this And I think that's where this is heading at this point. I don't think anyone's going to get 
Yeah, there's a runoff. There will be a runoff. So you have another month before this is going to be decided. I thought that was the case two years ago with the other Senate where it went to a runoff. And that's why it was delayed. So, so, so good job by those guys. Well, good job by Jay. No, no, I'll give him. He, Alan got it right too. Alan, <laughs> Alan got it right too. Gotta give him credit. He, he, you know, that's fine. So I wasn't sure, but you're, yep. Yeah, so good job by those guys. Yep. So there's, so here's the thing. Georgia ain't getting, Georgia's, Georgia's going to a runoff unless, unless someone just gets a surge of votes in the next, you know, overnight or tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, but wow. Um, all right. Do we want to, why don't we go into our final topic and then we'll, we'll come back and wrap up the results. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So, you know, this is, so we actually are going to talk a little cigars tonight. Uh, and, um, we saw something this week, um, that I think was important to do on this show tonight because, the origins of this show, okay, how this show all got started, like, is yeah. I saw Bear doing a video at Michael's Tobacco, and he was talking about uh, the Cigar Hall of Fame, like Cigar Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And he was coming up, you know, he was giving names, and then I was really intrigued by the whole, what he was saying and everything. And, you know, basically I asked him to come on a show, and we, we talked about, uh, Hall of Famers, like people who we think are Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, for first ballot, if we were conducting, a, if we were building a Hall of Fame, right. what our first ballot would look like yeah. at the time. Yep. I mean, and, and it's, you know, it, it, it was, I, I thought it was a great show and, and it built this whole thing. It really <laughs> built this whole thing. Yeah. If we didn't have, if I, you know, if we didn't get together for that first show, uh, I would have drafted Bear for uh, indentured servitude, but Bear, thank you so much for <laughs> everything you've done uh, here. So, so, <clears throat> So, so it is something we're interested in, right? And and I and look, you know, I, I have my 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 feelings on cigar aficionado, and they tend to be mixed, right? But they cigar aficionado has, for all practical purposes, they have established the closest thing to a hall of fame. If there was a cigar hall of fame, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to see them put an exhibit somewhere with this at the trade show every year. Like bring a mobile exhibit and have that at the trade show every year. Um, you know, just, ha- you know, you bring it there, right? You just bring it to the trade show every year and people can go there. I think it would be a, a wonderful thing to see. And okay. If, if they're the ones who are deciding this, they're the ones who are deciding this, right? Because they also, I think they make it hard to get in there. They don't make it easy sure. and, uh, they don't bring, they don't do it every year. And I think this is the first year of inductees in about six years. I know it's the first time since we've done this show. So this year, Bear, there were five inductees. Um, I'll read them off, and then we could kind of just evaluate them a bit. And then we could talk about maybe what should have been. But uh, Gilberto Oliva, the late Gilberto Oliva gets in. Don Pepin Garcia. Francisco Dominguez, who who runs Tabacalera, the, you know, Tabacalera, you know, that's the spinoff of Imperial, right? Uh, I've actually had a chance to do a very short interview with Francisco uh, on a primetime show once. So uh, he's a big deal in the industry. Eric Newman and real Alan Rubin. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, fake Alan Rubin, but but real Alan Rubin of uh, Alec Bradley gets in. Um, 
I'll start this up. I, I thought it was a solid list that they did. I mean, I don't think I would argue any of these guys did not deserve to get in. Yeah, no, I think it was pretty solid. The, uh, I mean, it's important to know a couple of things here. Uh, so first of all, they don't, uh, Cigar Aficionado doesn't do Hall of Fame elections each year. Right. Uh, they've actually had very few. They've had uh, three classes. This is the fourth class. So this will be the fourth class. The first right. class was in 1997. Uh, Edgar Cullum, who was one of your picks, Coop. Yep, yep, you know, that for, was yep, that was one of mine. Zeno Davidoff, uh, Carlos Fuente Sr., uh, Frank Kiniza, Stanford Newman, and Angel Oliva Sr. were the class of 1997. There wasn't another class until 2012, over a decade later, and that's when Carlito Fuente was elected, and Hanky Kellner, Robert Levin, Benji Menendez, Jose Orlando Padron. How about that? Jose Orlando Padron doesn't make the first ballot. Just want to point that out. Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. and Nestor Placencia, Manuel Casada, so Jose Sejas. Four years later, in 2016, they have another class. Lito Gomez, Jorge Padron, and Rocky Patel. Only three people get elected. And then this year, with who you just mentioned, Coop. Right, which so, is six years later. Six years later. So yeah. it's not every year. It's very random. Um, it is very unique. Uh, <laughs> I'll to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, do we want to talk about these people being deserving first? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, let's do that first. Uh, and yeah. then I think we could talk about some I, some observations that we had on this list. And then. Who okay, so. Out? So I think. uh I think uh, Gilberto should have been elected sooner. Agree. Uh, uh, agree. Long overdue. I, Long overdue. Uh, if, I don't think anyone would argue that. If I think, I think a surprise, a very pleasant surprise, uh, but deserving in every aspect, uh, is Alan Rubin. I think he was the I, surprise know. of the five two, but deserving. I no no question about it. Because if you think about, like, when you think about, like, Children of the Boom, right? You think of, like, you think of Rocky, you think of Leto, and you think of Alan, right? So I guess, you know, Leto and Rocky got in the, the last time. Alan gets in this time. Yep. Right? So um, if you're asking me who I, if there was, like, if you're asking me, like, like the the person who automatically gets in, I think it's Alan out of this group. I th- like I said, I think he was the surprise, but I think he's like the the. I think he, he would have been like my top choice if I was given this ballot, right? He and if I was goes in, putting, yeah, him and Pepin, I think are like one A one B. Yeah, I look me. at Alan going in more like a Coleman type of role in a lot of ways, more of a titan of the company, right? And then yeah, and then Pepin, I, I think Pepin was a given. I I even said six years ago he'd be in the next class. I don't think there's any question no. about that. Um, and I think his son probably gets in, and if not the next class, it's the class afterwards. I yeah. think Jaime gets in. I think um, Jaime will get in. I think Jaime will be in at some point too. Uh, he's probably you know most of these have been fifty years old or who got in. Francisco uh, Dominguez is probably the is probably my my last person on the ballot. 
but deserving there. He he is. Sure, uh, no, and that look look, these are all significant contributors yeah. to the industry. Again, this Francisco's like, more like I look at him more like a Coleman type of role getting in. Of course, of not course. the guy, not the guy in the tobacco field. And maybe someone could correct me on that, but I look at him more as a, as a real kind of direction and what he what he did to build up, uh, you know, those brands under Imperial uh, is important. And it's still a relationship, but, you know, very. Yeah, strong. but from a layman's perspective, right? If we're talking about like standard consumer, right? Even like the layman's perspective, like you think about this from a baseball perspective, right? You know, uh. You know, you you ask you ask a a decent lover of baseball, Derek Jeter and Alan Trammell, like Derek Jeter's Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter is the the person everyone picks, right? Yeah. Francisco Dominguez is the Alan Trammell in that discussion, right? He's the, like, you know, he's again deserving, right? But but not the big name, not the big, but not name. the name. Yeah, it's a big name, exactly. Right, not the big name, but like he has a long history, um, going back to consolidated, and you know, a lot. Like of even that. like like let's let's be fair, because like Alan Trammell was elected in a different manner. Yeah, Jim Jim Tummy. Yeah, there's a great example. Great yeah. player, you know. Uh, but again, you you put Jimmy Tommy against Derek Jeter. Everyone's picking Derek Jeter, right? Yeah, yep. That's yeah. You know, you put Francisco Dominguez up against these other these other gentlemen. Um picking these other gentlemen yeah. first so yeah um do you want to talk about who i feel has been left out or what are we doing um let's just talk about newman for a second and then we can talk about some of the left out but uh well, okay that's okay so that kind of leads me into it because I, I, I think that does lead into that part it's, of it's a great discussion. segue so i mean his dad stanford newman get is is, it, is yep. in the inaugural class so that's pretty cool yeah uh, I, so, I like the father son thing yep a lot of fathers and sons in these groups yep. right um, you know, I bear, we had a chance to talk to Eric at the trade show this year and it was my first time talking to Eric and I was wowed by him. I got to be complete. I was wowed by him at the booths and everything. Uh, and I never had a chance to really get to know him. Uh, and that was my first time. I, I could tell you it was, it was such a positive impression, uh, that maybe I didn't have that positive impression beforehand as, as we've talked about. Uh, but he was so engaging and it was, it was, I just really felt, you know, wow, this is we're talking to someone really special that day in the booth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's a problem I have with this one. It's not that Eric got in, right? Do you know what the problem no. is? His brother didn't. Yeah, I, Eric and Bobby are joined at the hip. I don't know how you put one in over the other. That that's that's where I'm going with that one. I'm hoping Bobby yeah. gets it. Bobby gets it next time, but they're they're too much joined at the hip where you don't put one in and not the other. So that that's where I had a little bit of a problem. It has Bobby not get in with that one? I mean, it's been the Eric and Bobby show for as long as I've been covering the industry. I never, I mean, Eric's technically the president of the company, so um, that's the only difference. But I really looked at those as like the Newman brothers taking over for their dad. That's what it's always been. Yeah, I mean, from my I mean, point can, of view, from a media, have, point, you can have titles, you can have titles all you want, but right, right. That's again, it's not taking away from what Eric is. What I think is a worthy. Hall of Famer, and and I think it's great because it's also American-based factory, someone getting into. But I I can't not put Bobby in either. You know, we didn't talk about that one on on our show when we started uh, Special Edition 1. But, but, you know, when this came up, that scenario immediately came in my head. How's Bobby not in there? 
hundred percent. That's I mean, that was, I mean, I thought that would have been like, that's a great pick. Like Bobby and Eric Newman, both pictures side by side. I mean, they've done it. I mean, there's been a number of featured articles. I mean, hell, if Cigar Aficionado has done several pieces about the Newman brothers. Does it take it away if you put them both in though? Like, does it take a little away? Take now, what away? Like, they, well, you know, it's like, yeah. They're the next generation that led, that that helped, you know, continue their father's legacy and, and, and perhaps yeah. even build on it. You know? Yeah, no, I, I know. It's just like, well, you know, you'd have to put them in separate. I mean, I don't want to see a line on Eric and Bobby Newman. I want to see Eric Newman and Bobby Newman. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that was, you know, again, people running an American factory. Um. Eric, I think it's the first. I don't think there's anyone's run an American factory who got. I mean, unless you count Coleman when General. I'm. It's hard to tell with that one. Coleman was obviously a, an American who got into. You know, Alan Rubin's an American, but he didn't have an American factory. Right. All right, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, the biggest snub across all these ballots over all these years from 1997 till now. We both agree on this one. We already talked about. It. It's Julio. Julio. Julio Aroa. Julio, why is Julio not on this list? I mean, it, it is absolutely uh, shame on Cigar Aficionado. They've had how many class? I mean, you could argue Julio Arroyo should have been the first for, in the first class. That's what I'm saying. How is he not on this list? I, I look. If you go back on, I'm not sure. We did an. I interviewed Julio Arroyo. Um, I wrote articles about him when I was down in Honduras, if you don't know this man's story, um, I was so, I was so glad when he got the cigar journal lifetime achievement award this year, because he was so deserving of it. Right. But how is Julio Aroa not on this list for in the accomplishments that this man has done um, with all respect here? I, I think he's got the strongest resume of like any hall of famer out there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm baffled, and I'd like to understand how he is not a Hall of Famer. I mean, you and I think he is. I'd like to understand why he's been falling short. I I don't get it. Corojo, Candela. I mean, it, it, it the list goes on there. I don't get it. Um, yeah. it's something. It's something that's really again. I get it. Like these are all these are all different contributors and stuff. Like I'll, I'll look. I'll look. I'll I'll go back a couple of classes here. And again, this man is deserving of the Hall of Fame. He's done incredible stuff for the industry too. How is Julio Aroa not in, but Robert Levin is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Again, not taking anything away from Mr. Levin by any means. But again, how is he not in there? That's that's my uh, that's my question there. Uh, Robert Levin, Robert in, in, in the cigar aficionado's eyes is such a such a contributor to this industry that he's a second ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. Robert Levin. And yeah. Julio Aroa isn't Anywhere. <laughs> He's not even in the first four classes. No. That's crazy. I mean, you know, I go back to that first class, right? And um, was Carlos Fuentes, he, Carlos Fuentes Sr. went in first. 
And then the yeah. second class, Carlito goes in. Carly, correct. Uh, and the same thing with like Davidoff. Zeno went in in the first class. Hink, Hink, Hinky goes in in the second class. Yeah. Um, then where's a lot? Where's Eladio? Where's Eladio is another big missing name on here. Um, well, Eladio, Eladio absolutely deserves to be in this on this list. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you another one. Uh huh. Nick Perdomo. Nick Perdomo absolutely should be on this list. Nick Perdomo. I mean, if you're gonna put Rocky Patel in, how is Nick Perdomo not in it? And then I have one more. Uh huh. Really quick. Jonathan Drew. That would you know. I think it's time to consider Jonathan Drew at this point. He's been in the business over 25 years. Uh, agree with that one as well. I, I, I think you're spot on with all could've, those. Could have could have done it at 20, man. The guy, what the guy did to the industry. Yeah. How he completely shook it up. Yeah. Turned it up. Turned it on. It turned it on its head. Yep. Selling from selling cigars out of a pavilion, out of a stand in the World Trade Center Mall, to Owner, operator, founder of the largest factory in Nicaragua. Yep. And then ultimately selling to yep. one of the largest corporations in the world in his field. And oh, by the way, he's still president. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think I think, I think he's deserving. Call me crazy. I I, I know he absolutely. This, this like I said, like I said, Rocky's getting in, and again, Rocky is my opinion is a Hall of Famer. So it's not, why is it Nick Perdomo? I don't think anyone listed in. I don't think anyone listed in the current classes. Or I, like I don't think anyone's undeserving. No, I I don't like, either. <laughs> I don't either like, at all. Like my point of my point of against comparing Robert Levin to Julio Aroa as an example. Robert was on the distribution end. He got in. Though. It's it's apples and oranges, right? They're two. Yeah. They're. They made their bones in two different completely ways, yeah. but two different complete ways. But I'm just the imp, the lasting impact that that those two men have had on the industry. The, it's without question the impact left on the industry. Julio Aroa outweighs Levin's contribution. Yeah, and that's saying something because Levin's done a lot. Levin's yeah. done an incredible amount. I, I say what Levin did on the distribution end is is incredible. How he transformed uh, what he did. You know, uh, he had that, you know, he's a small retailer and he just built it into a machine. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, I told- and along the way, created a brand that is a humidor staple. Yeah. Yep. There's I, not a humidor in North America that does not carry Ashton. There is not. There is not. I agree with you on that one. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Hall of Fame worthy, but I'm just. Yep. We're comparing people who aren't on it. So yeah, yeah. Well, and look, I think we—I forget what our criteria was. I actually should go back and watch that first. We, we actually should do another Hall of Fame show at some point, too. Um, maybe update that one. But um, we're doing a little bit of that tonight. I—I I think I mentioned they got to have a, like twenty-five years was a given on that one for me. You had yeah, you had set criteria. You I had set criteria. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly I think, didn't. Yeah, and that's and that like, okay. but that's okay. Um. So I said, you know, 25. And I said, I think Jonathan Drew certainly falls into that one. Um, so, yeah, Nick Perdomo. I mean, he's um, one guy I think who belonged on this list. And I a little maybe again, they had they put five in. But Yano Osgenar is probably a name I would look at. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he, yeah, you know, Yano, I think is certainly 
one that's more than capable of, um, you know, being on this list. So uh, that would be another name I would put. You know, I don't think he'll ever get in, but certainly Arsenio Ramos, I think, is a name very, very deserving to get in. Um, and I think with a few more years, AJ gets in. But not yet. I think AJ needs a few more years. But he's close. Well, another, AJ, son, another son that'll get in. We talked about Jaime earlier, but Nestor Andres Placencia will get in. Nestor Andres Placencia will get in, too. Especially what he's doing right now with that company. Um, should not be overlooked, by the way, by any yeah. means. Um, so certainly I would look, I would look at him from that standpoint, um, to, to definitely get in at some point. So I would put him in there as well. Um, but I mentioned Eladio, he's, he's the Davidoff piece that goes in. Um, I don't think Raphael's there yet, by the way, no doubt, but he's definitely building up a, a, uh, you know, I think he's got more. He's got to put more years in to get there and have more. So I'd put him on that. You know, a, a trajectory. But I think he's. I think AJ will get in before he does. But you know, Raphael's had a couple. Has had some big hits with that. So I would put put that. And then Manuel Anoa is the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you. How do you not put Manuel Anoa? Here's one I got interesting for you, but I don't think. What about Doctor Cuenca? I was going to say him, actually. Yeah. What about Dr. Cuenca? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what he's done there. Um, but here's another name. Where's Simone Camacho? I think Simone Camacho should be on there as well. You know, he hoyed the Nicaragua and Camacho brand. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Aroas go, you can't put in Christian before his father. With all due respect. And I think, I think Christian would say the same thing. His father has got to get in first. You know, it's kind of like Carlos Sr. getting in before Carlito. Uh, Jose Orlando getting in before Jorge Padron. So I, I think I think that, that uh, you know, Julio Roa has got to get in. For, I mean, he's, he is the biggest name missing from this list. Then I think, you know, we're looking down the road. I think you're, you're looking way down the road is, you know, the, the big-time brand designers. And, you know, Pete Johnson would be probably on that list, short list. But I think that's a ways out as well. Not yet. Yeah, I, te- I texted I texted Pete congratulations to his father-in-law and I was like I was like I was like your brother-in-law's next and I said and I know you'll never I was like I know you'll never admit to this but then you're you'll you're, you'll get your you'll get your time yeah but I think there's role I think there is a, certainly a place for Pete in the Hall of Fame I think but I think there's so many names I, I look I love Pete but I think AJ's got to get him first for what he's accomplished AJ over Pete yeah no, no. Yeah, oh, AJ's built them up. But look at what AJ's. AJ's built them. AJ's got the agronomy piece. He's got the factory piece. Look at the brands he's had an influence on over the years. He's yeah. got to get him before. <laughs> Pete's much smaller. I, I think, yeah, but I think you're confusing size to do with, like, impact on the industry. Like, There's no one small on this list. That's like, true, but... Because Casada is probably I, the smallest producer on this. List. I look at I look at I look at the influence that I look at the influence piece on this. Okay, so like okay, so let's like work this backwards. Like Pete doesn't happen without Pepin, right? But how many brands 
never happen without Tatawahe starting. That's my that's my point. That's my point of as part of as far as impact. Uh, I got okay. We're gonna we're gonna go to a story in a second that that I just saw, but uh, I'm not so I'm not laughing at that. I agree, but I just think again you could make the same argument with AJ. Yeah, no, I, I look. I'm not look. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dog AJ yeah. at all. I'm not saying he's undeserving. I'm just. I I think I think the ripple effect of what Pete Johnson has done in the industry has a much further reach than AJ. Now, if you want to talk about a manufacturing standpoint, like an impact point right now, yes, I th- I, I think you're on solid ground there. We still have to see. We still have to see the longevity of that. Like, you know, is is AJ doing what AJ is doing in ten years? Um, probably. Is he is he bigger? Is he the same size? Is he less? He 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 may be sold by them, but uh, I think AJ is around for a long time. Right. I just think AJ has had AJ's established this this machine. I mean, he's one of the biggest producers of cigars. You know, he, he a lot of what he did with the catalog piece shouldn't be un, un, uh, ruled out either. Um, I know you may look at AJ Fernandez cigars as a smaller brand, but I'm looking at his footprint and the agronomy piece. No, I, I no, I, yeah. I'm I, I'm with you. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm yeah. deserving. I just yeah. I I guess I'm just looking at it from a more ideal perspective. Like I just. It's kind of like the the, the coaching tree aspect yeah. that you know that like the yeah, NFL coaching right. tree that they talk about. Like I I I think there are so many brands that don't happen. There is a large chunk of this his, the, the of this industry that doesn't exist if P. Johnson doesn't create Tatawahe. Now, P. Johnson doesn't create Tatawahe without Pepin, right? So that's why that's why Pepin and Jaime get in before Pete. Yeah, but 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 Pete's impact ripple has a lot more to me has a lot more influence than what AJ's you know impact point yeah. is in, in print, footprint is now. Like if you're looking at 2022 and you're looking at footprint, yeah, like AJ's footprint is obviously larger than Pete Johnson's, but from a manufacturing perspective, but I don't know. Like, I just, like, I don't think a lot of stuff happens unless Pepin Garcia and Pete Johnson meet. Right, right. I get that. But I think then as Jaime goes in next, that's where I'm kind of right. going. No, 100%. No, I think, I think, I think Pepin's right. He should probably gone in time before, but I mean, if we're being really picky, but Pepin's first, son is second. And then I think Pete happens after that, much to Pete's chagrin because he'll never. Admit to it. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to hear the breaking news that I got? What's the breaking news? Okay, so this comes from the organization known as HWFBC, the halfway, the half wheel fanboy club. Okay, have you seen any of this or no? No. Okay, so we're going to play a little guessing game. A company called Escobar Cigars. Have you heard of Escobar Cigars? No. Should okay. I? Um, no. Um, okay. They've announced um, 
say half wheel, and and this guy, I'm, I can never get information out of this guy. They have a new chief sales officer. Bear, Escobar Cigars has a new chief officer. Chief sales officer, a guy who's going to run. They've hired a cigar industry veteran as its new chief sales officer. I don't know who Escobar Cigars is. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll bite. Who is it? Okay, you want to take a guess? Sure. Uh, no, because I, I don't know. Okay, so this guy has bounced around from many companies. Okay. Todd Vance? No. Okay, sorry. No. I'm out. Uh, the last time we saw him at a trade show, he was twiddling his thumbs. Oh, uh, what's his name? Roy McMillan? Roy McLaren is the new chief yeah. sales officer of, 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 of Escobar Cigars. There you go. I'm sorry, but I had that impression I got with him at the Crux booth when he was there was so bad. And then, and then he was gone right after that. Uh, he yeah. went to El Septimo, uh for he was at Bahama Mamas, right? He, he's more famous for his tenure at Gurkha and, and Billiger, right? This guy yeah. surfaces. This guy keeps surfacing for jobs. I'm like, yeah. Roy McLaren is back in the cigar industry. Uh, Aaron's I've quote. Never heard, I've he, never heard of Escobar cigars. I have never heard of Escobar cigars. Right? Does he last longer at Escobar than he does at Crux? Well, the bar is pretty low. I don't know if he was there a week. So you know, when he got hired at Crux, I thought it was a good move. And then when I went to the booth and I got this impression, like, he, he was absolutely doing nothing. I mean, it was like no engagement. I mean, you're a sales guy. I'm like, I'm seeing retailers, and he was, nothing was going on there that day. Jeff was taking people around the booth. Jeff I was, was taking I, Casey. I was, I was interviewing Casey, but Casey, and was, Jeff, yeah. and, Jeff, and Tony were were taking people. He was just yeah. sitting there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious. Yeah, I, I thought you'd be amused by that, and I, I didn't mean to derail our, our Hall of Fame segment. Uh, Pete's saying Huber. Pete's Pete's listening. By the way, he's saying Huber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. Um. So he probably. Yeah. He probably. He probably gave me shit for talking about how he deserves it. Um. It's funny. I hope Pete. Uh, Pete doesn't take my AJ comment bad. By the way, I mean it wasn't meant to say. I just. Yeah. But I think uh, we're all saying that everyone we've said has been deserving. It's I think just Huber's in that order. that category. I think this is well. Yano, Yano gets in before Huber. It's it. It has to happen that way. What was that? Yano has to get in before Huber. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Osner uh, has to get in before Huber. Yeah, he has to get. Yeah, but I think Huber's an interesting one. I mean, what he's done, uh, you can't argue that. Two companies. Yeah. 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 Two companies. And look, you know, to build a company for a decade in business, uh, that's a company that, you know, people, you know, Crown Heads is is a, it's not an unknown company. Like people, people know who Crown Heads are. Even, even casual people now know who that is. That is a good one. I, I like that one. He says years away, like twenty thirty. I, I agree with you, Pete. I think it's ten years away because I don't. I think there'll be another class before what I call that that generation of designers come in, and I think there will be a. I think there's gonna be a place for that. Oh, I see. I see Pete's comment now. Yeah. So he's yeah. In, okay. He oh he's putting himself in. Okay, good. All right. He's a, good. I, I talked him yeah, into it. Yeah. Well, the Saka get in. He says skip Saka him. I can see all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna. I think the, it's gonna change when we get to twenty thirty. It's gonna be very different. So I think it's just that we have we've had a new generation of cigar maker come in, and that generation, it's their their time is gonna come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, I think the, like I said, I think 
of all the like Julio's got to get it. I mean, there should be a there should be like a campaign in the cigar industry to get Julio in at this point. Yeah, I mean, when you hear, I mean, you read his story and hear the stories, and it's 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 um it's 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 it's, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, and, and how many? You know, like I said Simone Camacho is the other one I look at, who's an older timer. Who I think he deserves to be in. Yeah. That would be that, you well. Know. Ro- Rolando Reyes not being in too is also a pretty gross oversight. <sighs> yeah, I wonder just how that ended bad. It seemed like, but that was after he died. So you know, we're on the way as a roller. I can see getting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Julio's in the next class. Better be. He says, if anyone in that group of names gets on and I don't, I will never. You're not wrong on that. I mean, absolutely, Pete's the guy we think of with that. By the way, I'm smoking, by the way, this uh, J21 smoking fantastic. So, go up this cigar. Stogie Santa got me hooked on the J21s years ago. So, the, these are from Stogie Santa. These have been sitting there. Austin, you're a rep, got me. Got me on the J21. J21 is is a fantastic, fantastic blend. Yeah, he got me. Stogie Santa really got me hooked on those J21s. And when he gets hooked on a cigar, you just watch out. There's no stopping him. Uh, All right. Anything else we want to mention on the Hall of Fame? Do we want to wrap up the election stuff? Let's wrap up some of the elections here. Here we go. All right. Um, So just getting back into a few things. Uh, 4747 is the Senate, which I'm seeing right now. Um, again, assuming Mark Kelly wins Arizona, that's 48. Um, Georgia looks like it's heading for a, a runoff. Um, Pennsylvania. Nevada, Pennsylvania, 49. I'm going to assume Fetterman holds on in Pennsylvania, but it's close. It is close. Um, but I'm going to say... Um, Nevada's still up in the F 49. Um, Ron Nevada's Johnson. finally reporting something. How about that? Yeah, they've reported finally something for, uh, and it's very early. So, um, 1%. Jesus, man, get on your, get on top of your shit. Nevada. Master, yeah. I mean, Laxalt, that's the, and he's up in a lead, but I guarantee you, Masto has, uh, Vegas. So, you know, there's a there's a spot in Nevada called there's a, there, you, I don't know, have you seen the candidates here? There's a bunch of candidates, and then there's one slot called none of these candidates. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm still I'm still thinking, uh, you know, like obviously the Walker Warnock thing goes to a uh, a runoff, which is going to be interesting. Uh, in the House election, we're seeing those West Coast things come in, so it's one seventy six to one forty right now. For, for the Republican. But like I said, the West Coast is going to come in and, and change that for sure. I'm trying to see if any other gubernatorial races um, are coming in right now. Um, I don't know if we've seen any ones come in. Uh, Grissom won, Grissom won uh, New Mexico and Josh Green won Hawaii. Um, and they're saying, but, but there's 0% of the votes for Hawaii, but they called it for Green. Lombardo is holding uh, in Nevada with the dismal 1% reporting. Yeah, but Sisolak, Sisolak going to be an interesting one. Or Sisolak, Sisolak, excuse me. Sisolak, and there's a, none of these candidates slot in, in that one, too. Um, Sisolak is going to be very interesting how much people hold in Vegas 
COVID against him for the shutdown. Very interesting how that's going to go. Well, I mean, Governor Abbott caught a lot of flack for keeping things closed and for closing things twice, actually. And so I don't, I think enough time has actually been removed to where I don't think, it, I don't think, I don't think the COVID closures are really going to pay a part in this election. I think, like you said before, no, I think no, the wine, yeah, the wine won Ohio easy. The wine was one of the first guys to shut the state down. The state down was Mike DeWine, uh-huh. if you remember that, yeah. And he, mm-hmm. he landslide victory he had tonight. Yeah, over over Whaley. Yeah, yeah. I, I am shocked at this Oregon governor's race right now with Drazen and Kotek. Uh, and this is a statistical dead heat with with fifty six percent of the vote. Um, but. Again, if, if Portland hasn't been counted, uh, Drazen has no shot. So it's, it's up to what Portland has really reported. Um, Bear, let's, as we kind of wrap it up, um, and we can go as long as you want, but um, biggest surprise of the night? Um, I'll go in each, in each type of election. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I said this earlier. I thought Stacey Abrams was, was going to win. Yeah. I Georgia. think biggest, that was my, I thought she was going to be, I thought she was going to be the next Georgia uh, mayor. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the Janet Mills did hold on in Maine. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they, uh, they're calling it for Janet Mills over Paula page. Right. So, uh, so the incumbent stays there. Yeah. Uh, Daniel McKee in Rhode Island also. Um, not surprised with that one. Not too surprised. I don't know. There was, and then like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. The, uh, 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 your boy, Josh Shapiro is, uh, the gap is closing a little bit. He still got called. So he's, he won it, but gaps yeah. closing a little bit. He's 54 over 40. Again. And that's what we got to wonder. Like I said, I look at that race and the Oz race, you know, and if he's closing it, does Oz close some more votes in Pennsylvania? I know it's still really close. Um, in the so it, let's go over to the Senate. Uh, the biggest surprise for me, um, was probably, um, was probably your state of North Carolina. Uh, I thought, I thought Beasley was gonna put up a little bit bigger of a fight, potentially even win it. I, I wasn't as confident. As my my Stacey Abrams missed call, um, uh, but I great... thought Sherry Beasley was gonna be a lot clo- was gonna be closer. Yeah, I mean it's still, I mean it's not she didn't get killed. I mean it's fifty to forty seven, but I just thought it was gonna be a little bit tighter. Yeah, I I did too. Um, you know I went I'm going with what my what my sons were saying about um Beasley connecting with a lot of youth. Um. And I thought it was going to be, I didn't, I thought that was going to be something that was going to be like what we've seen in some of the races in North Carolina recount, like McCrory and stuff like that. Very close. I didn't expect that we'd have a, a new Senator that quick. Uh, but I think uh, the surprise here is uh, um, Dr. Oz here with me. I thought this would be, over. I thought Fetterman was going to win this thing easy. I thought it was an easy win, especially look what Shapiro did. I, I'm so, I am shocked that Mehmet Oz is, is, is in this thing still, and most likely headed to a recount. By the way, uh, Masto is taking the lead in Nevada. Uh, those results are pouring in right now, so I I don't think Laxall Adam Laxall is going to unseat Captain Cortez Masto. That that's a power base. That's the old Harry Reid slot. 
that's a power slot uh, in a power uh, district. So I don't see her. I don't see Glaxholt having the resources to unseat her there. That's why I think that one's going to go, you know, blue. And then um, I am a little surprised about uh, Herschel's falling behind again, the Warnock. So, but that's not going to matter because that is going to a, I'd be shocked if that doesn't go to a recount. I mean, not recount runoff. So I'm, I'm going to, yeah. Um, and then in the house, uh, just a couple I have, I mean, I think Lauren Bobert, no one saw this one coming. Um, she is, uh, you know, she is losing, but there's still time for her to pull that one out. But I don't think anyone expected that to be competitive. Um, so that was one. And then I'm looking at that New York race uh, with uh, Maloney. Um, not been called yet, but he's down 53, uh, 23 to 46, 77, 94%. And that's a lower running. That's a surprise. Mm. Uh, I thought uh, Texas 24 was going to be a lot closer. Beth Van Dyne seeking re-election. This is what this was her first. Uh, she just got done with her first term as a congresswoman. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. She she beats out Jane McDowell. Uh, you talk. We were talking earlier in the show about people like like setting the next one out, you know, and trying to figure out what. It, Doing Jen McDowell is a is an as a former educator and board of edu- board of education uh board member. Uh she's she's served in a lot of different cap- capacities for education in this state. And and for for all by all accounts has done a tremendous job at you know trying to uh do 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 away with a lot of standardized testing, you know, updates on, you know, textbooks and things like that. So, I mean, she, she does a lot of good things for schools. She needs to stop running. <laughs> like she needs to stop running and she needs to get back to work what she was doing with schools. Cause she was doing, she did a really good job, but she lost, she's, she's lost to, she's lost to uh, Van Dyne twice. She lost her other couple of previous attempts, it, you know, when you lose that much, you, you just kind of need to reevaluate your life, yeah. um, and like what what you're trying to do. I like far be it for me to tell her not to seek things. She obviously feels a calling to do this because she wants to make an impact on a grander level, and that's to be commended. But at the same time, like you can't do anything if you keep losing. You can't make a difference if you keep losing. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's just that's just logical. Like. Like we were talking about Stacey Abrams, she needs to sit the next one out. Beto O'Rourke needs to sit the next one out. If they, I mean, I understand that they feel like they have a calling to uh, to serve, right? But you but I, I can't agree. serve think... if you don't get elected. Like it's agree. You know, that sounds like pretty fucking obvious, but you know, it's not to these people. I mean, it's three major elections in a row for O'Rourke. You know, Stacey Abrams wins, uh, loses back to back. I guess yeah. the same guy. Yeah, it's the same. We talked about these guys, uh, you know, these, these candidates have now lost major election in a row. Charlie Chris is another one. Charlie Chris, yeah. Char- Charlie Chris. Hey, Charlie Chris can't even pick the right party. He loses I mean, every party. I mean, yeah, he can't even pick the right party. I mean, that's just. I mean, dude, the definition of insanity is Charlie Chris. Like, seriously. I mean, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result, man. Like, you. I, I don't know what like, he's how does he how do you pick a fight with DeSantis? Like 
I mean, like, I understand. He had to, he, he, unless he, had he got pressure, unless he got pressure, unless he got pressure to um, unless he got pressure to uh, I'd have to. Someone would have to convince me to. Someone would have to convince me in a lot of different ways to lose yeah. that poorly, knowing I was going to lose that poorly. Yeah. Um, another just race we haven't talked much about tonight, um, because it's a it's a mayoral race. Uh, Rick Caruso and Karen Bass are in a dead heat right now. Uh, getting close to you know with, with Caruso with a slight lead, um, in that one, and I thought Bass was easily going to win that one, the Democrat. So I am a little surprised with that one the way it's going right now. Bear, were you surprised Newsom won as easily as he did? I'm shocked. I'm, so, I mean, many, so many people. He's so not liked. I just, I just don't think there was a candidate to challenge him. From the, I think Brian Dale uh, was not the candidate to challenge him. I, I was shocked with that one. Uh, I mean, it was a landslide, like almost over two to one votes went to Newsom. I mean, a guy who was under a lot. I mean, this is a guy who almost got, um, I mean, he got recalled. I don't think they had a strong recall, but but I was shocked. The Omen one. Yeah. Who's the Omen? Hmm? Who's, who's uh, Pete said the Omen one. Fox, Jay Davis says Fox is called Fetterman and PA. There you go. There you go. I, 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 I'm shocked Dr. Roz kept it that close. I really am. I, I am really shocked that Dr. I thought that was going to be over. I, the former president Trump went up to campaign for him this past week. Yeah, but, Man. but, you know, it's a Pennsylvania is very blue. No, I'm just saying he had a lot of pull. Like, you get a former president to campaign for you. I mean, that's. Well, he came. I mean, Trump came down the campaign for Bud, too. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that, you know, this is, like I said, Pennsylvania is more blue than than North Carolina is. I mean, you have. Yeah. But, you know, you have Philadelphia is so blue. But they have called, according to Jay, they've called Pennsylvania. for. Yep. And I'm seeing it, too. Uh, and that's a that's a bad that's a flip, isn't that? Isn't no, Fetterman's that... the incumbent. No, is he the incumbent? Fetterman's the incumbent. I didn't think he was the incumbent. I thought he was running. I thought that was a running election. He was a lieutenant governor. He came over as a lieutenant governor. He was the incumbent lieutenant governor. Right. Yeah, that's Pat, what I'm saying. Pat, that's, to, Pat Toomey and Bob that's Casey. That's Pat Toomey. That's, right. a, that's a devastating loss for, you know, again, if you're looking at the Republicans to try to get, I, like I said, I think it stays 50-50. That's my prediction. They're going to have to win three more races. To, but has anyone else flipped the Senate back the other way? I mean, that's that was a... Not that I'm seeing. Not that I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying. It's a, you know... uh like I said, because North Carolina was protecting the base here. That was uh, that was interesting. All right. 
Louisiana finally got called, by the way, John Kennedy. What? Yeah, that was what we started out with. Why did? Why didn't that one take so so long? Sixty-two percent, dude. This is weird. He's got sixty-two percent of the vote, which is a lot. But Gary Chambers, the Democratic candidate, only has seventeen <laughs> percent. Wow. Yeah. So there's two. It looks like there's two Democratic candidates. Yeah. So we're the, the Democrats are at forty-eight now. They only need two to hold it. Kelly's going to get them 49 in Arizona. Right. And if Masto holds on, so Johnson will, will, will get us. If Johnson holds on, he'll get another seat for the GOP. But if Masto wins Nevada, it's over. That's what I'm saying. It's because Kelly's not losing. If Masto wins Nevada, it's over at that point. And it could go to a, it could go 51 if the runoff in Georgia happens is what I'm saying. So I, I, that was my prediction. I didn't think we, the, the Senate was going to get flipped at all. Uh, and I'm looking at what the house is right now. I, I still think the house also, it's the gap slowly closing. It's 178 to 140 uh, with 218 uh, seats needed. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of West coast still to go with the, with the house. So. Um, I think we created everything. I mean, is there anything else you want to hit? Um, apparently, Pete Johnson was referring to Newsom as the omen. Oh, okay. Dude's not liked, man. Like, I don't know how that. I don't know how he got elected again in that special election. That he doesn't seem like, like, like again. I'm, I'm not getting into the policy. He just doesn't seem like a likable guy. Yeah, it's like it the Ted, he's like the Ted. He's like the Ted Cruz of California. Like, nobody I, I go, likes him. I go back again with Ed Rendell. Again, uh, a very liberal candidate. People liked Ed Rendell. That's why I would say people liked Ed Rendell. Like you, you know, you know, they liked him. They really did. You know, um, he came out. He supported the community. He supported business. He, uh, but I know people who diabolically opposed to his politics. But he was still liked. That's what I'm saying. He was like, well, that's see, but that's the difference that you want to talk about the same thing in my state. Like that's the yeah. difference. Like yeah. So Ted Cruz is not liked. Beto O'Rourke was likable at the time. Beto O'Rourke is the most likable of all these like loser uh, candidates that keep coming back. These retreads. Beto O'Rourke's probably the most likable of of them. Yeah, that's true. Charlie Chris is not liked. Charlie Chris. I don't see people like, oh, Charlie Chris is a great guy. You know, Uh, what's her name? Stacey Abrams. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think she's as liked as much as Beto. So. I mean, it's just these retreat. They just keep coming. I, out. I mean, I think she's liked in her district. Like I, I think. Said, she's, I mean, she she took a she took a beating in this election. That's a bad loss, no matter how you look at it, because she was fully expecting to, I think, win that race, or at least you know that was going to go into the overnight hours. Yeah. I, I I am looking at these Florida results, and and oh my goodness, did Charlie Chris take a beating? He lost by one point five million votes. Uh, that's, disgu- yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, seriously, like, like, why would you do that? Like, what? I mean, th- this is if this was the Democratic Party, like, this pointing up some. So, like, here's here's an example, right? So, like, so the Democratic Party runs Beto O'Rourke against Ted Cruz, right? And he almost wins. They throw so much money and so much influence, and he did a like huge grassroots campaign. He didn't take a he, you know, he claimed he didn't take any corporate thing that's corporate donations and that's fine but 
nevertheless, the Democratic Party put a lot of spotlight on O'Rourke to try to uh, to unseat Cruz. Right. Two years later, John Cornyn runs, who I think is I mean, he's not as unlikable as Ted Cruz, right. but it's pretty darn close. And that seat is just, it was, in my opinion, was just as vulnerable. And they, they, the Democrats march out a, a candidate, a very likable candidate, MJ Hagar, woman, veteran. And they do almost nothing, almost zero support. It was just like, yeah, yeah, I guess we should have a candidate run. Yeah. And like this, this is what this kind of seems like in Florida. Like, oh, Ron DeSantis is running. Like, we got to run somebody like who wants it? And Charlie Chris is like, I'll do it. Like <laughs> Charlie. Oh, I'll do it. It doesn't matter what party I'm in. I'll I'll do do it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I always lose. So why not? You know? like, <laughs> he oh, lost a jab. Didn't he lose the jab? And he lost. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he won a 1.5 million votes. Yeah. God, that's bad. <laughs> 1.5 million people. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's just uh, and like I said, I when I saw the results coming out of Miami Dade, that was interesting. By the way, Mike Crapo has been real. Uh, Mike Crapo has been reelected Idaho senator. Oh, they they called it for him. They called it for Mike Crapo. Yeah, the guy we didn't know. Mike Crapo, who's been, who's, who's been in who's been in the who's been in office since like for like the last three. Mike decades. Crapo, I see Sean's in there though. <laughs> they called it from Mike Crapo. The best, the best name in politics. The best name, I guess Mike put, We need Mike Crapo to run for president. We really do. <laughs> we really do. That would be. <laughs> and Mike there, Crapo there, won very so, easily. Uh, he got reelected. It looks like there's a there's a guy who can take a payout to run against DeSantis on in in president. Like he could yeah. be part of the part of the yeah. the. What I what I call I call it the clown car. Like yeah. when you have, it's the it's the whoever whoever's the party that's not in power. You know when like they've got like you you have like eighteen presidential candidates from the party that's not you know not in power. I call it the clown car. Yeah, because they just roll out a bunch of like do they just like people just keep coming out of the car, and there you just have this line of people across the stage. And so like that, oh god, it's. I'm gonna. It's, yeah. it's my. It's my. One of my least favorite things about yeah. politics is just. Yeah. It's the. Is the insanity of presidential election. Like we we start with like twenty people. Right. And like and like legitimately like nobody really belongs up there. <laughs> you know, like one yeah. or two. It's like man, oh, it's gonna be one of these two people. Like, why are we? Why are we talking to these? Like, where are these other people up here? Yeah. By the way, Sean's correcting us. It's Crapo. No, 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 Crapo. it's not. No, it's Crapo. Sean. He's saying it's Crapo. So we're good, no, when, he, well, when Crapo runs for president, he needs to go by Crapo. That's Crapo. all I'm just saying. <laughs> the best name in politics. I can't believe I've never heard of this guy. I hadn't heard of him until tonight. I feel so. I feel so awful. He's he's, then, he's been a representative. Oh, by the way, here's a funny thing, right? Uh, he beat out David Ross. Yeah, David Lee is he David Lee Roth? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if his middle initial is David now, Roth. I mean, see, that pretty that's a pretty cool name to have next, you know? Right. You have a great you have a cool name like David Roth, it's, it's and you lose to a guy named Crapo. Good job, dude. Good job. How lame is that guy? Yeah. I have a cool I have a cool kick ass name, and I can't even do yeah. with it. I can't even do anything with it. I can't yeah. be a, beat a guy named Crapo. Yeah. yeah. You know, go wow. back to Newsom, right? 
Is there? I've never heard anyone say I like Gavin Newsom, right? So I've never heard. That's what I'm saying. Have you said? But like you say, I've heard people say I like Hillary Clinton. I've heard people say I like Charlie. I've heard people say I like Charlie Chris. By the way, I have heard that not a lot, but when he was governor the first time, when he was governor years ago, and I, I know people who said that I like Charlie Chris. Um. So I mean, but yeah, I mean, never heard anyone say I like Gavin Newsom. He's just yeah. the most unlikable person I've, I've ever, and he gets elected. So you really heard someone say they liked Hillary? My mother. Okay. My own mother. I, said I, okay, my own okay. mother met her. My own mother met her, right? And okay. my mother thought she was an amazing woman. I mean, but, I didn't want to call you a liar. I just like no. I, 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 I mean, my own mother said. Look, I thought. I, I thought. Look, I honestly thought like it was like. No, I'm not she, voting for Hillary. I'm voting against Donald Trump. Like that was that. Yeah, I don't she, like her. I just met, voting against him. He uh, met Hillary against Trump. My mom met Hillary when she was running for senator, and be, was became like you know enamored with her. And like you know, I'm not gonna knock my mother one way or another. That's her. But she turned out to have her own opinion. But she uh, really, really liked Hillary. She thought she was an amazing woman. Thought Bill Clinton was a piece so of she's the one. Well, I'm just well, I'm just saying um, there, you know, there are probably other people. My mother, you know, uh, and, you know, my mother couldn't stand Andrew Cuomo. Um, um, she loved Ed Koch, my mother, too. So. Um, I guess I can see my dad in his grave with the with the uh, Kathy Hochul. <laughs> I can just see him on this one. <laughs> He's looking down like, what the hell happened down there? <laughs> That's my dad, though. Uh, my dad was always just, you know, my dad wasn't a Democrat or a Republican. He was always against who was in office. That was my dad. He'd, he he would always knock the guy in office. That, that My dad was that type of guy. So. All right, Bear. Do we want to call it a night or anything else? Yeah. No, I'm good. I, All right. I think I, um, those are some of the biggest surprises yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, thanks to our audience. Uh, great, great job by our audience tonight. Do appreciate it. Uh, even you, Alan, you, you were good tonight. Uh, so one, one little incident we had, but uh, it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was, it was egregious either, but, uh, no fighting, which was good. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, like I said, uh, we will do uh, next year is going to be a lighter year. We more of an off year, but I think there'll be some, some, some interesting. I mean, with the Philadelphia mayor's race next year, we'll be, but I think we'll do a show next year for sure. I just don't know if we's comprehensive next year. Um, but we'll do this every year as long as like it doesn't roll off the tracks, you know. Um, I announced uh, Bear, so I just announced our shows w- when you were off. But uh, we're, I think we're doing the baseball show on the 29th. There's a couple people I still got to get confirmation from. So I'm yeah. just going to re- I'm going to reach out individually. So uh, I'll do that. But I, I think regardless, we'll do a show on the 29th. So that will be the next special edition. And then uh, Sunday. Um. Yeah, Sunday here's kind of a big deal. I don't yeah, know. Sunday's a big deal for you. So let's talk about that before we get off. Uh, yeah. So Sunday, uh, we're celebrating uh five years of Ellos Fumar takes. If you can believe it, five years of Ellos Fumar takes. Two hundred and thirty of them, to be exact. Two hundred and thirty takes over the span of five years. Um, I'll have a a really nice panel of guests to celebrate the occasion. Uh, Tim Wong is coming back for the fifth year. Tim, Tim Wong. Wong was my very first take. Yep. He was take number one. He was take number one, and he's come back several times, always on the anniversary um, date. And I, I've always told him it's it's his if he wants it. If he 
can make it or doesn't want to make it at any point, that's totally fine. But it's he'll always be on with me and it could be just me, him and I, or, or in this case, we had a great uh, slew of guests and the people that are going to be joining us this Sunday are the Cigar Coop Coalition, which is you, of course, Ben Lee and Aaron Nielsen uh, will be joining us on Sunday. So really honored. excited to celebrate five years with you gentlemen. No, I'm honored to be part of that. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the whole I think the whole gang is going to be together tomorrow for the uh, Galarona. Um uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that just to see how many times you can butcher the name. Yeah, I, 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 that's why that's why I run that show tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> I have, by the way, I'm going into that show smoking cold that cigar. So, did you, buy a, did you buy a box? No, I did not buy a box. Nelson and I bought boxes. Well, that's saying a lot when you bought the box. Nielsen, I mean, it's when he buys two boxes, you have to look at it with him. That's true. Yeah. By the way, you know, we've been that. Wow. I mean, I can't wait to write the review up that my father, hundred años. Wow. I, yeah. Wow. That's it's that, really good. That was the sleeper cigar. I mean, we talked about it coming out of the trade show. It was a little more limited. It wasn't on my top five because it was limited, but wow. Um, wow. That's just my father at its finest. Yeah, I was I was more interested in the Flores Antilles, to be honest. And that hasn't and, even come out until, yet. Yeah, until I smoked. Yeah, until I smoked it. Uh, I, I remember I I gave Nielsen one of mine. I, they gave me they gave us two each, right? But I Nielsen that was the day he was dealing with the personal issues, so I gave him one of mine. Uh, and I think he's trying to buy multiple boxes of that. So yeah, he's he's he's, he's hunting them down. I I just wow. I mean, yeah, that's a wow. I can't wait to review that cigar. Um, I have to get more of those. So. I mean, I think he found a couple places to buy it. So that may, that one will be a box purchase. I don't know about tomorrow's because I, I haven't smoked it yet. Adventura has got some really good cigars. I'll say that. So, uh, you know, you and I both had the, uh, you know, the Queen's Pearl in our top three last year. So, yeah, one of, one of the great cigar. Connecticut. Yeah. So, so we'll see without that. All right. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely, Indeed. definitely tune in on that one. All right, I'm gonna bring it to a close right now. Um, now, and you are not gonna be on the baseball show because you are a Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees have plenty of representation. The Yankee, the Yankee, you go go fix your team. They're so bad, right? Like, so, what a man. I mean, I can't wait to go off on the Yankees on that show. By the way, they're not. What, they're not as bad as the Red Sox this year. They, they, they were trash. No, but the way they're handling the offseason is an embarrassment. George is rolling over in his grave right now. The Yankee greats are all rolling over in their graves. What's going on? That is not Yankee. That is not the that is that is terrible. So um I mean they, they look like the Phillies have an offseason. So all right. But we'll talk about that in a few weeks. We'll save that for a few weeks. Uh Good times. but no, no, no Yankee fans allowed. Sorry. Uh but so the Yankee gonna, fans are allowed, they're just in the audience. Right, you gotta be in the audience with that one. Yeah, you can make all the Yankee comments you want, so and you won't get banned. So, and count count how many championships you have because that's yeah. What is it? It's a, yeah, it's a, so you got twenty seven, right? So, oh, but you know, maybe maybe Aaron Judge won't be a Yankee by then. So that's why I got to Rob's the guy. Rob, Rob's one of the guys I got to confirm. By the way, with this, so I really want Rob on the show. Uh, I will be going through some things to wrap up the Philly season on that night. So, stay tuned. Good call. But it's too much to talk about now. I don't want to do it now. It's, I'm not going to write it on Facebook where Mark Zucker will get lost with Mark Zuckerberg's stalks. I want it on our 
our platform. So that's why, you know, if anyone asks me about it, I'll, I'm not keeping it a secret, but yeah. All right, but let's wrap this up there. This is going to wrap up primetime episode one, not episode one, primetime special edition 130 into the annals of history for Tuesday, November 8th, now Wednesday, November 9th on the Eastern and Central time zones. We'll catch everybody next time. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Smoke and vote.